welcome to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show. I am so thrilled to be able to spend my evening with you guys tonight. I'm so excited. The number, if you would like to call in, is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. We have some stuff to go over. So while we do this, make sure that you're getting out your your quills and, and journals and notebooks and pens and all that good stuff as we will be doing our inspiration from the Inkwell Mini Workshop in just a moment. But first, I need to go over a few things, as I said, and one of them is the days I'm going to be gone this summer, all right? So you know how you, when you're going through life and you're doing things, and it's like, it's okay, I've got time to do this later. I've got time to do this later. Well, we've been doing this show together for 16 years, you guys, and you know, later was bound to get here you know, sooner or later, right? So a lot of things I've been putting off and doing, I can't do that anymore if I'm ever going to do them in my life. And so one of the things that I do when I'm not here being a poet with you guys, as you know, is play with dead things, um, paleontologists. And so I have some digs that I am scheduled to be doing this summer. I'm going to be gone two Thursdays in the month of June, possibly three if I get stuck out there. (laughs) But two Thursdays in the month of June, I'm going to be gone one Thursday in July and two Thursdays in September, maybe one in October. So not a whole lot of time, but more than you guys are definitely used to. Christopher Ryan will be hosting some of those weeks, but when he can't, we will be running workshops, which brings me to workshops. We need to get them in. So if you are interested in putting together a workshop with us, you can shoot me a message. Let me know what you would like to do. You don't have to be a professional workshop provider in order to do one of these workshops. Basically, you know, we all have something to learn and we all have something to teach no matter where we are in our writing goals. So... If there's something you can think of that you would like to do, let me know. You can shoot me a message on Facebook. If you're not on my contact list, you can find me under Nyla, N-Y-L-A, last name Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A, Nyla Alicia. Let me know what you'd like to put together, and we will get that done. Your workshops can be anywhere from 30 minutes to three hours long, and you can record those in a couple ways. You can pre-record them on your computer, which allows you to edit and do a bunch of stuff and go back and fix and go over. So you can pre-record these on your computer and send me the MP3 file, which is the best way because then you can do it in your own time. If you don't have a way to record one, you can get a hold of me and I can help set up a conference call and I can record it for you. You can, on your workshops, if you want, you can do a live workshop people call in and you talk to them and we do the show live. You can do a combination of both. We can do a partial live show, partial recording, whatever you want to have us put together is what we do. But we do need to get some of those in to cover for the days when I am out gallivanting with dinosaurs. Okay. If you have some ideas you want to do, let me know. Get some pre-recorded, get them sent in, and uh, 
on those days. And I'll, I'll keep you posted as we're getting closer, what's going on and what you can expect. But I just want you guys to know ahead of time that that's what's happening. And I'll answer any questions on any of that that you guys would like to know. All right. You need to take a moment, a very important moment, probably the most important moment of this show, and thank those of you who stepped up and helped contribute towards our broadcasting license for the year 2023, our 2023 season. Thank you, all of you. It was a, a push this year. We're not quite at our goal yet. We still have another $550 to reach our goal for the year. Um, if you want to donate, get a hold of me and let me know. You can do that with the show's PayPal, Cash App, Vimo, or through our GoFundMe fundraiser we have going up. So if I can still five short. And let me know if you're interested in helping sponsor. But those of you who have sponsored, we love you. We thank you. I mean, we cannot do this show anymore without the help of our sponsors, without the help of the community. And it absolutely floors me the, how many of you step up and how many of you support the community that you're in. You support each other. It just, it's humbling, I'm telling you. So our sponsors are Annabelle Ashire, Anthony Arnold, Dave Kuhn, Debbie Kelly, Douglas Curry, George Wiley, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Jade Mist, Jessica Brooks, Karen DeWitt, Kristen Riley, Je- uh, Krista Jopek, Krista Jopek's dog, T.S. Elliott, Lori Binder, Lynn Perkins, Martha Chiefsick, Michael Emerald, Missy and Jimmy Ray Davis, Pineapple 16, Rebel Jones, Rich Hathaway, or Hathaway, Hathaway, Robert and May Ryan, Jerry or Terry Galloway, Timothy Melton. I also want to thank those of you who made the anonymous donations in the memory of Melvin Douglas Johnson, our Appalachian poet, Philip Kent Church, the music man, John Kays, Rain Man, a.k.a. Ray Neighbors, Rick Smith II, Glenn Still, Charles C.B. Banks, King's Cadence, and Deep Enough. Thank you, all of you. We could not be on the air still this in our 16th year of broadcasting were it not for you. Much respect, much love. Okay, so I hope you have your pens and pencils and pills and ink pots out because it's now time for... Inspiration from the Inkwell. <laughs> All right. So now as I go through this, you guys, if you don't get everything written down, worry not. You can always come back after the show is over and re-listen to the beginning of the program and grab what you missed. We have 16 years worth of podcasts. It's a great tool for you to utilize if you're ever looking for inspiration. Listen to the first 15 minutes of the show and Grab something off the workshop and you'll be off and running. All right. Let's jump right in and give you this week's all-important poetry prompts. Now, as I go through these, keep in mind, poetry prompts are like seeds planted. They are meant to grow into poems. Now, with that said, the prompt can be the title of the poem, it can be a line in your poem, or it can be the general concept of the poem. Beyond these guidelines, what you do with them is up to you. So let's get started. Number one. I have no words. I have no words. Number two, emotional gumbo. Emotional gumbo. And by the way, 
right. By the way, as I go through these, the last three weeks I have done this, and it has been an absolute blast. So as you're listening to these prompts that I'm giving out, these prompts come from you, the listener, everybody in our community. We have, I post these up on my Facebook page and ask you guys for prompts, usually starting about three hours before the show. So I've done that for the last three weeks. So all of these prompts come from you guys, okay? So, again, one, I have no words, two, emotional gumbo, and then three. And I say that they come from you guys because some of these I would never have come up with in a million years. Anyway, three, running naked through reality. Running naked through reality. Number four, the softer side of sin. The softer side of sin. Five, casualty of kindness. I think that one's really interesting. Casualty of kindness. Very complex. Six, the comfort of destruction. This one can really be contorted well as in addition, yeah, I like this one too. Six, the comfort of destruction. Seven, 11 monkeys and a sad, sad song. 11 monkeys and a sad, sad song. Eight, invisible boundaries. Invisible boundaries. Nine, that's a fact you can assume. That's a fact you can assume. Ten, a funny thing happened to me on the way to writing this poem. A funny thing happened to me on the way to writing this poem. Number 11, I love them once. I love them once. Twelve, of moon and wild and wood. Of moon and wild and wood. Thirteen, don't close the book. Don't close the book. And fourteen, experience sometimes is not the best teacher. I love this one. This probably gets my, my star for the week. I absolutely love this one. Experience sometimes is not the best teacher. It has so much potential. I absolutely love it. All right. Now, my addition for the week. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to do this. Okay. My addition for the week comes from a conversation that I had with Karen Depp's writer, DeWitt, on today's prompts post. And her prompt ideas were monsoon verboten, the noose is a a particular specimen, and uh, rushing mushrooms. And my reply to her post where she posted those prompts was, (laughs) I'm telling you, I cannot stop laughing, seriously. I just looked up from writing a bunch of show notes, and somehow all of your prompts melded in my head to read neurotic semen. And I know, I don't know how, but I'm not going to lie. I am so tempted to use that as a prompt tonight. So there is my addition for your things, neurotic semen. There you go. (laughs) Now, remember, you can write one poem per prompt. You can mix and match the prompts, or you can use all the prompts in one poem if you're feeling real froggy. So before you get to writing to those prompts, the poems this week, Make sure that you do your pick-apart-a-prompt writing exercise. 
This exercise is a highlight that what we do with the prompt before we write to it is far more important than what we do write. It's to get you away from that typical knee-jerk reaction your inspiration will direct you towards because in your brain's computer, it has the most input, or, so in, it gets brought up to the surface much faster. I want you to dig and find those things beyond the typical, beyond the ordinary. Okay? So to start, I want you to open your journal to a clean page, and starting at the top, I want you to write down the first prompt. Next, I would like you to take a moment and really explore all the directions you can take the prompt all the different meanings it could have. And then I want you to write down at least six different poems you could write for that prompt. Instead of writing a poem, I want you to write down at least six different ideas that you could write for that one prompt. When you finish with the first prompt, move on to the next, and then on down the list, so you have at least six different ideas for each of the 15 prompts that I gave you tonight. So at least six different ideas for poems you could write to the 15 different prompts. And I guarantee you, you will not make it to the end of this exercise without an idea running away with you. And I 100% guarantee it'll be something that surprises you when you're finished. Now, it is our writer's block is just an urban legend Smith Buster writing assignment. I'm here to dispel a myth that writer's block exists. What we think is writer's block, this is what we think is writer's block. We sit down, go to write a poem, can't think of a poem. <gasps> oh my gosh, therefore, we have writer's block. Bullshit. If we can pick up a pen, if we can scribble on paper, we are writing. Therefore, how can writer's block be a real thing? It's not. So the next time we sit down to write a poem and feel stuck, I want you to stand up and I want you to put your left hand on top of your head. And I want you to make pinching motions with your thumb and index finger. Think of like a monkey when a monkey picks bugs off. You know, that bug picking motion monkeys do. So put your left hand on top of your head, making those pinching motions with your thumb and index finger. Then I want you to place your right hand on your belly, making circular clockwise motions. I want you to continue doing this while you're turning around in circles whichever direction that you're most comfortable. And while you're doing this, I want you to say out loud over and over and over, I am a writer, not just a poet. I am a writer, not just a poet. I am a writer, not just a poet. And then I want you to sit down and stop taking yourself so seriously. You are a writer, not just a poet. Or you can bypass all this and you can, if you can't think of a poem, you can just simply think of something else. If you can't write a poem, write something else. But if you do the first one, seriously, I want to see the video, okay? <laughs> I mean, no, really, I want to see the video. You have, you have to send it. Please do the first one. Okay, enough selling this. I'm sure you get my point. So this week, your writer's block, Miss Buster, just write something, writing assignment is going to be, and we're doing this in as part one of a three-part assignment that is going to take months in the making. No instant gratification here, folks. Lots of foreplay. We are going to be doing part one of a three-part assignment. So this first part, for this first part, I want you to, on a page in your journal, make 
an extremely exaggerated, nonsensical, inflated list of all the things you're going to do this summer. The more wild and unbelievable, the better. I want you to make a list of everything incredible, amazingly outlandish, just whatever things you can think of. Maybe can't even begin to imagine yourself doing. Make a list. The second part of this assignment is not coming till October. So sometime in July, you can give another thing. You can go back and write it back down on the list. But it is important you do this now. I don't want you to wait just because you know part two is a while off. Seriously, you need to start that this week. And the other thing would be is that anytime you sit down to write a poem and you can't think of one, oh, you can just write, right? Jump back to this list. Add a few things. You know, think around. Do things. You need to do things when you can't write that are going to make it easier for you when you do write. Make that constructive time. Don't make it non-productive where you tell yourself apart because you can't write a poem at the moment. Do something instructive to feed yourself, to encourage yourself, to show you that you believe in yourself and that you're worth that investment, that time investment, instead of being mentally berated because you can't produce on demand. All right, so anyway, can't think of anything right, jump back, add some things to this list, you'll be good to go. Okay, that is it. Your Mythbuster writing assignment in your journal, make an extremely exaggerated, nonsensical list of all the things you're going to do this summer. Remember, the more off the wall, the more outlandish, the more wild, the more unbelievable, the better. All right? Always remember, the key is not what you write, but to just write. So have fun working on this assignment. That is the end of our inspiration from the Inkwell segment. I'm going to run through quite quickly our prompts once again. They are, one, I have no words, emotional gumbo. Three, running naked through reality. Four, the softer side of sin. Five, casualty of kindness. Six, the comforts of destruction. 11, or seven, <laughs> 11 monkeys and a sad, sad song. Eight, invisible boundaries. Nine, that's the facts you can assume. 10, if anything happened to me on the way to writing this poem. 11, I loved them once. 12, of moon and wild and wood. 13, don't close the book. 14, experience sometimes is not the best teacher. My edition for the week, number 15, and if you didn't hear this story, I'm not telling it again, neurotic semen. All right, as food for our creative souls, remember we are focusing on reading, reading, reading. If you are not reading more than you are writing, you are doing it backwards. You need to have input in order to have output. Feed your brains. You are what you eat, and this applies to what you put into your head as well. <laughs> as a writer's discipline, every day I want you to go out and write a haiku poem. Every day, you need to practice the art of writing. You need to keep that creative part of you fed in the forefront. Pay attention. Okay, if you do things like this, little tiny things like this, you will never have a problem sitting down to write. But two, every day, I want you to go out and write a haiku poem. A haiku is three lines, five, seven, five syllable count, our American haiku format. Three lines, five, seven, five syllable count. Go out, find your 17 syllables, write them down when you think about them, keep that journal with you. You can go back and, back and fix them later if there's not enough syllables, but every day get 
them written down. One haiku. 17 syllables. I'm not asking much. All right. That's it for your edition for Inspiration from the Inkwell, our mini workshop. Remember, if you missed anything, you can go back after the show is over and re-listen to the beginning of the archived podcast. So, now, hmm, what comes next? Oh, I know what to do. I know what I have to do. I'm excited about this, too. Um, D. Ray Davis, kindly and sweetly, sent me the audio track for my absolute favorite poem that he's ever written in all of the years that I've known him. And for those that you don't know this, I've known Jimmy Ray since before this show ever existed, almost coming on close to maybe 18 years now, probably knew him a couple years before, maybe a year, a couple years before we started this show. He's actually one of the catalysts for the reason this show exists. But he sent me one of the four poems that he ever wrote. And I don't know why, it, because he's, right, he write, he's written so many cool ones. Um, but this one's always, I've just, I've just always loved this one. And it's called Wildwood. And that's the track we're going to start the show with tonight. Now, if you're a recording artist and you would like to have your piece played on the air, you can send me a MP3 file or you can send me the link to it on Facebook. And I can get those uploaded to the show's library and play them for world, just like we are going to play this one now by Jimmy Ray Davis called Wildwood. Here we go. Cigar stand, the maintenance man, ragged gate, master plan, and a crazy wandering eye. Debbie the crack whore down in number four had invited him in for some pie. The butcher brothers owned two rooms where they sold their candy-coated treats, a billfold of cash, and the candy was passed to the kids playing out in the street. Old German Helga gave them all hell, but left the third rag evermore. Now sits at her window, wondering where did time go, keeping vigil for her fear. Sweet Cheryl Madrid lives here with her kids, and although her income is slight, she hugs them both tightly and kisses them nightly, prays soon all will be right. Young downtown Marvin in a corner apartment with his gramps and his pit bull McKay works hard in school and at basketball rules. Gonna make it out of here someday. All alone in the attic where he gets no static, the man with no name waits. Just out of the slammer with bloody claw hammer, whatever he wants, he will take. When Miss Spirit Wild was only a child, she penned a few poems and stories. At the Wildwood Motel, she survived its hell and has gone on to much greater glory. Ah, just another day in hell. At the Wildwood Motel, a hop, skip, and jump away. Make sure to limit your very short visits, for you surely would not wish to stay. That was Jimmy Ray Davis with Wildwood and lowering the music, not raising it. (laughs) Absolutely awesome piece. Thank you so much, Jimmy, for sending that in. That was a surprise and such a gift for tonight. Thank you. All right, you guys, you know what time it is now. You know what comes next? Mm Mm-hmm. 
That's right. You, you, the poet. All right, guys, <laughs> once again, the number to call in if you would like to call in is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you'd like to call in and read. If you are on hold, this is what you can expect tonight. We do take callers in the order that you call in. Listen, so listen for your telephone area code. When I bring you on, please make sure that you introduce yourself. It's really important that your name is attached to your work and people know who's reading. You don't want someone to listen to this podcast, you know, three years from now and hear your poems. Oh, my gosh, that's the best thing I've ever heard. I sure wish I knew who wrote it. Make sure you introduce yourself. You can read two poems right now. And you can work it for two poems. If. You happen if we happen to get to a place in the show tonight where I need to cut that back and you can only do one, I will let you know that happens on your turn. I am so sorry, but right now you're good for two. When you are done reading, make sure that you give out your URL. You want to make sure that people know how to come find you and get to know you and your work better before you come back here and read next week. Remember that we have a mature rating. That means you're bound to hear just about anything with the exception of adult hardcore porn poems. Erotic is okay. You just can't get graphic. Graphic. You guys know where that line is. Don't pass it. Don't mess up our rating. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and give the first three callers in the lineup, and I'll keep you updated periodically throughout the show on how it's looking so you'll kind of have an idea how soon you're coming up. Three callers come from area code 860, then 567, followed by four, or excuse me, 702. All right, so those are our first callers. Let's go ahead and bring on 860. Hi. <laughs> Hi, sweetheart. How are you? Hi, doing well. Um, I actually did write a poem on the prompt you gave me. You Which one? I am not my meds. Yes, I love that prompt. I put that up on the page too, my, on my Facebook page. Oh, you did? Okay. Well, here's the poem based on that. Um, well, it's called that too. I am not my meds. Wait a minute. I did. I purposely did not introduce yourself because I introduce you because I feel like sometimes when I do that because I know who you are, I take away your glory. So you have to make sure you introduce yourself because I'm going to try not to do that tonight. Okay, yes, this is Jessica Brooke, and I'm going to read the poem, Inspired, I Am Not My Meds. Looked at differently by every doctor, once I answer their question, do you take any medication? I mentioned certain medications, their demeanor changes, their tone is different. Finding any reason they can to lock me up instead of seeing me as a human being. I am not my meds. I have organs and tissues, bones that break. Bruises and cuts that need stitches, burns needing treatment. All physical ailments I may present you with are cast aside. Well, you assume it must be my illness that is the underlying cause. 
twisted in your book smart brain, you assumed due to my meds that despite the truth that I took one extra pill by mistake, you still test for Tylenol and aspirin. If I did not take psych meds, would you have tested for an overdose? We all know the answer is no. Judged at first sight as mentally ill, there should be a change in my medication. I must be faking. I took two pills by mistake. Yet to them, I am a liar. Maybe I really overdosed. Let's decide to make sure. Would any other patient be taken by their word? I was automatically typecast as possibly suicidal, hiding an overdose. Of course, if I did not have a mental health condition, no labs would have been done. Yes, I am angry. I feel violated. Stigma is real. It is Mental Health Awareness Month, yet nothing ever changes. I do not see progress occurring in my lifetime. It is a sobering truth that I will always be seen as less than. There are These are real, raw, honest facts. End poem. I love it. So how Thank does you. that feel writing this? Uh, I guess liberating? I don't know. I mean, like... It's true that the way you said, you know, I'm not my man, they just look at me differently. I mean, he, I just remember him writing down, you know, all the medications I was telling him. I think a lot, too. It's not just, like, some psych meds, like psych meds, other meds, you know. And he, I just still can't believe he tested, my, tested me for Tylenol and aspirin when I, I, I just honestly told him I took two extra pills by mistake said what they were and everything, and there was, like, no evidence I had OD'd. Like, I wasn't passing out or anything. It makes no sense why he would even do that, and it makes me angry. But, um, I'm glad I gave you that outlet. (laughs) Sorry, what? I'm glad I gave you that outlet. It was awesome. Yeah, well, thank you. And I've been writing... I think people are going to find that empowering. (laughs) I messed up my um my haiku a day thing by missing a couple of days, but here's the latest one. I titled it "Feet." Usually squash bugs. This moth has pretty brown spots. Admired, not killed. And poem. That's it. <laughs> I love that one. And you know, I'm glad that you brought up the, you missed a couple of days because a lot of time, what happens is when we set a goal for ourselves and we miss a day. Then we're just like, oh, damn, I missed a day. Oh, I missed two days. I'm, I'm just no good at this. I'm not going to do it anymore. Uh-uh. I don't allow you those crutches. You guys cannot okay. do that. You get up, you brush the dirt off, and you keep going, and the next day you write your haiku. And if you miss five days, all right, get up, brush yourself off, and write your next haiku. You don't get to quit. As long as you don't quit, you're great. So I love that you brought that up so yeah, that I'm, I could the- power punch everyone with that bit of tidbit of advice. <laughs> I'm going to write more Don't worry um, Okay so you can find me On Facebook Jessica Brooke Poetry That's with me uh, YouTube Jessica Brooke Poetry, E-S, poetry Jessica Brooke Poetry um, I am on um, Instagram But not really like I don't put my homes there And that's like Purple Sunflower 36 I think Something like that all right, yeah, so that's me. Um, I'll allow other people to read now. Take it off, take my t- take my leave, as you could say. 
<laughs> All right, Jessica, thank you so much, sweetheart. Thank you for starting the show off so amazingly. I thank you very much. Bye-bye, hon. Bye. Okay. I feel like I should be playing a little jingle here as we introduce our next caller. Area code 567. You are on the air. Hey, 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 happy birthday. You're welcome. Thank you. Hey, hey, yes. Uh, I got to interrupt my sales for a second. Um, and let's, hey, hold, which one you want? SpongeBob. SpongeBob? Okay. Yeah, hey, oh, I love busy, this. busy day here, but I thought, hey, it's your birthday. I better call in today. Can you hear me, Nyla? If you if, if you have to stop in the middle and help somebody, stop in the middle and help somebody. This is awesome. I absolutely freaking love this right now. I love you so much. You are coolest. Yeah, I'm just selling a SpongeBob right now. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Thanks a lot. Okay. Yeah. This, uh, oh, um. Yeah, I thought I'd be done. This, uh, I'm in between. This is kind of a, a big crowd here. It's, uh, it's a, it's a, I'm at a military base right now. And, uh-huh. uh, there's, uh, the evening, uh, you know, they're, they're on recreation time now and, uh, a lot of, a lot of sales happening here. But t- tell them uh, all I said hello and ask them to, to yell out hello to the show. Hey everybody! Yell hello to the show. You're on. You're on nationwide call-in radio show right now. Just hey. say happy birthday, Nyla. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, Nyla. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was the best. Thank you. You okay? Oh, do you do Venmo? Yes, sir. Okay, great, thanks. Thank you. Okay, okay, I got uh, I got a poem here. Uh, this is uh, oh, by the way, everybody, this is Pineapple Sixteen. That's Pineapple XBI, and I wrote this poem when I was about nine years old, and I thought it was appropriate for uh, with the springtime pe- people mowing their lawn. Now I've had to mow my lawn a couple times. This is called Mowing the Lawn. So remember, I wrote this many, many, many years ago. I have to mow the lawn because the grass is tall. But when I'm all finished, the grass will be very small. I must get started mowing because the grass is really growing, and soon it will be snowing. I tried to start the mower, but it didn't work. So then I gave a really big, really big jerk. I finally got it started, so now I can get on and put the mower in gear and start to mow the lawn. I finally got the lawn mowed. I'm finally done. Now I can play and play and have a lot of fun. That's the end poem. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I can't even tell you I love that so much. That was incredible. (laughs) <laughs> and I have one other I thought okay there's a couple more people I got one other real real quick thing here it's a haiku I wrote about a, a decade and a half ago I was in the park with a friend and uh I saw a bag so this is what happened and so this is called haiku bag it is just a bag 
There is no dog shit in it. I kick it aside. End poem. <laughs> End of the 17 syllables. I love it. <laughs> oh, that was great. So, can't chat. Hope your birthday's good. Uh, there's, there's more military guys heading this way. There, there's one guy standing here waiting right now. So, everybody, it's Pineapple16. I'm on YouTube and lots of other places, so check it out. <laughs> thank, thank you, sweetheart. Thank you for my, my, my shout-out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Happy birthday. Talk to you later. <laughs> thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> oh, that was way too cool. Okay. Our next caller is Jimmy Ray Davis at 702. You are on the air. Jimmy Ray Davis, word machinist in the house. Lila, how are you doing? I'm doing wonderful, sweetheart. Thank you. Thank you for sending that poem in tonight. Or to, yes, yesterday. Yeah. When you already got it. It's not, I'm, so we can play it tonight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so what, what, what is this birthday business? It's my birthday today. See, I never get any. You see, I, I get absolutely no alerts. Yeah, I get no alerts uh, anymore because on when you have a page, you you don't get your regular alerts. You have to manually switch. So, I get nothing. So I apologize. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. What I thought you that, I thought that when you sent me a message saying I was in for a big surprise tonight that that was my present. Sending me no, right after, yeah, I told you right after I said that it was the wild, it was the pieces that I was sending. But they, but that, but this make that <laughs> your present, right? Thank you. It's just what I wanted, Jimmy. I love you. Hey, you <laughs> never got, really, really never got wanted. <laughs> never, you never got a Wildwood and Old Bill poem in the same night. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> So uh, another special shout out uh, for my beautiful wife, Missy, because today, uh, not our wedding anniversary, but the anniversary of the day we first met 33 years ago. We call that our birthday. Oh, you met on my birthday. Yeah, see? You didn't even know. But you don't forget next year. I know, and and I bet you won't forget this either, because we've done posts for this this versary thing, uh, I think every year on uh, Facebook. Doesn't that cancel each other out so we don't really have to send cards now? Yeah. Well, the main thing is we don't have to feel too bad. I mean, there was no ill will intent. So, uh, (laughs) Wildwood, you you brought up a good, uh, you know, you, you played the piece Wildwood, and I am working on the companion pieces to that. So far, we've had return visits from Cigar Stand, Cheryl Madrid, and um, who was last week? You're going to make me forget. Oh, my goodness, it's my own bone. It was uh, – I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Iron um, Heart. You read Iron Heart's Angel last week, right? And Sideways Glance? Yeah, yeah, it was. It would have been. But we would have been the last. Uh, no, I think. I think that was. 
Yeah, that's right. I think it was uh, just no. Yeah, Sheryl Madrid and um, and uh, cigar stand. So this week we're going to bring back another character, brand new poem, not posted anywhere. Speakeasy exclusive. This is called Downtown Marvin. Marvin stands alone in the abandoned basketball court, sorting out his feelings, his life, his dreams have come up short. He left the wildwood after Gramps died. It was a lonely ride to his uncle's farm. Happy to leave, but hard to believe his life would take a grim turn. Pulled out of school to work the fields, his basketball dreams out of fuel, and Uncle Delmar made him keep McKay chained up. He missed Grandpa so much. The sky was dark gray on the day his uncle shot his dog, and Marvin almost killed him, Delmar pleading for his miserable life while the blade pressed deep. He blinks, and the imagined crowds are gone, and he stands alone. Heart of darkness, of stone. Been a long time, and living a meager life has helped him unwind the hands of a clock that was never on his side, just drifting like a ghost until that crazy dream. A clown lurking in the woods behind that abandoned motel. Despite the hell of that place, he felt compelled to return there to the cold rooms and the secrets left to tell. A one-way trip to the Wildwood Motel. End poem. It had to be clowns lurking in the woods, didn't it? Uh, as far as we know, that's just a, one. That's a terrifying image to me. Well, you also have to remember, too, you overlook the fact there were two deaths in this poem. Uh, Marvin's uh, grandpa, Gramps, and uh, his sweet... His sweet dog McKay, his uncle shot him. So the characters have some common threads. They're going through a lot. They went through a lot at the Wildwood, some more savory than others, and they've went through a lot since, and now they're headed back. And the only common thread is the place and the vision or dream of this clown. What will come of it, Nyla? That is your prompt. I I'm don't kidding. know, but I want to know. <laughs> I it's promise my birthday. I'll be doing I'm getting, what if I die before you have them all written and I'd never know. It's gonna make me crazy. I'm working on it. I mean at least I'm working on it. It's not shelved or anything. <laughs> so uh moving on, we um we haven't revisited uh at the Abattoir Chronicles uh, very recently, but we do know that um a lot has happened since the original poem. It has been revealed that Lenore did have a sister, a younger sister, Lorelai, whose sole mission in life is to hunt down and kill Old Bill, who she blames for Lenore's uh, death. And Old Bill himself has never actually denied uh, leaving Lenore to her slaughter. But the big question is why? Where is his heart? Is he evil? Is he a little bit of both? We don't know, but we're getting there. And... Um, We've also done some, uh, I read them on the show, the Lenore's Rhyming Diaries, which gives us a little peek into her life before her death. Um, this poem is another new one, another Speakeasy exclusive, and this is called Old Bill's Decision. 
I know she is coming. She means to kill me, and I blame her not for all I've wrought. The goodness of a soul cannot be measured by one's good deeds, of which I have few, and the darkness I've accrued weighs heavily. Of years remaining, I've not many, and yet all bets are still on the table, knowing I'm able to give Lenore's sweet soul the peace she so deserves. Drives me while reserves are low. I can question the why, but do I run or do I stand to face Lorelei? For she possesses all of her sister's sweetness, that is for sure, yet with much added piss and vinegar. As now, same as before, she would kill for Lenore, like a huntress in the dark, and I am fittingly the mark. Jack told me how at the tender age of seven, she raced out into a storm to protect her sister from harm, a twister destroying everything nearby, simply because she thought Lenore was in the barn. How she survived is anyone's guess. For it is time to face up to her wrath, my destiny. I owe them both that much. An old man out of touch. Indeed, I led Lenore to certain death, holding my breath in defiance of what I had to do. For I am the light, the dark, the law. I will wait for Lenore. Lorelei, <laughs> in the depths of the abattoir. And Paul. Damn. Yeah, so that was uh, – <laughs> so my faux pas at the end of that was because I actually wrote Lenore instead of Lorelai. But, yes, he's, his decision is um, he knows she's after him, and he knows what he's done. So rather than keep running, he's he's going to face her. And for but whatever, all I've ever seen it said he led her. He doesn't say he killed her. He says he led her. So no, he I don't no, know. He, yeah, he didn't. He didn't specifically kill her, but he led um, he, he led her to where the, the men did, and um, you know there's some there's some a lot of uh, thought on that that I, that I put in some of the poems, including the first poem, Abattoir, um, mm-hmm. where he wasn't he alludes to not knowing exactly what these men had in mind and. Now it's shaping up where there's some sort of destiny thing. We we talked about the dreams and the visions that Lenore had before her death, and um, it's tough because I'm I'm really trying to spin a big story here, but I'm also doing four of them at once, and uh, so I'm kind of doing it piece by piece. And I don't have anything mapped out. I like it better that way. So I don't know what's going to happen next until I write it. So, but it's a lot of fun. It is absolutely a delight to hear them, and it really makes. I mean, it's going to be great when you get these done in our series and you put out a chat book or a, or a book on these because they, it really is intriguing and compelling and engaging to the reader, to the, to the listener, to want to know what's happening next, what happens next. You know, you make the characters that you write about very real and very accessible and very relatable, very touchable. Well, I, you know, and I, and I, the plan is to collect the works, and it will be, uh, and that's why there are are pieces uh, like Lenore's diary and such, where uh, it's not going to be. I don't envision it as a 
um, full cohesive novel-like story. It, it will be something a little different. It will be a complete story, but written uh, solely through separate poems that connect. Um, but there, but there will be continuity, and there, and and you know, we'll get we'll get that all together. Uh, but yes, yeah, a lot of fun. And Nyla, uh, I'm gonna get going now so we can get the next folks in here. I do appreciate you, and. Uh, you can find me on uh, TikTok, Instagram, under Word Machinist, and on Facebook, I am Jimmy Ray Davis Poetry. Awesome. Fantastic job tonight, honey. Thank you so much for getting those tracks sent in to me and for the reads tonight. You did great. Absolutely. And happy birthday to you again. I'll eat some cake for you. <laughs> Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Alrighty, our next caller. Actually, let me go ahead and give you the next three. We have area code seven three one, followed by three four six and two one nine. What was that? I think we just. Uh, if you guys are on hold and your call dropped, go ahead and try calling back in. If you're hitting that fast busy signal. Don't panic. Um, it'll let you in eventually. If you're on hold, don't hang up. We're having some issues, but and I've still gotten written down the uh, order that you guys called in. So if you happen to call in again, you don't lose your place in line. Because electronic systems like this. All right. Next caller. Seven three one. You are on the air. Happy birthday, Nyla. It's Michael Todd calling from West Tennessee. Thank you, Michael. I appreciate it very much. Feels so good to be unmuted. I, I didn't catch that. What did you say? I said it feels so good to be unmuted. I know, right? Nobody likes to be muted. That's horrible. That's horrible. Um trying to get my voice back. I haven't been talking to anybody for like an hour. When I don't talk for a long time, I lose my voice. It'll come right back, though. Let's read a, let's read a brief poem. This is called Cat Ladies by Michael Todd. Colleen and Donna, cat people from way back in the day, just a friendly feline fetish, let the cat have its way. If you dare insult the fluffy, don't, and here's why. They'll turn on you like full moon gypsies. Fur will fly. If you're feeling frisky, let it ride. Trust what I say. And that was an excerpt from It's a Dog Life by Michael Todd, 2012. <laughs> Important. I love it. Yeah, I'm getting my voice back already. <clears throat> just a little bit. <laughs> you were saying just a little bit ago, the Turn around the room, click your heels three times, and say, I'm a writer. I'm not a poet. Well, not just a poet. Is, not just a poet. Well, as it turns out, I'm going through all my archives like I do before every show on Thursday, printing off the ones I want to keep. And I was editing and printing off something that is not a poem, but I think it'll go okay on your show. The problem is, once I read this, you're probably going to fire me, but that's okay. 
been a good run. <laughs> I've had a good time here. Here we go. <clears throat> the name of this, and by the way, I'll just tell you beforehand, this is from 2008, okay? And this was written on MySpace. It's MySpace-centric. So anybody that's not familiar with MySpace, you're not going to have a lot of fun with this. You won't get it. But people that were around MySpace are going to go, oh, hell yes, I was there, and it happened kind of like he said. And maybe somebody said, <laughs> kind of like I love it. Maybe somebody, maybe somebody say, it happened to me. Mm. So with that, <clears throat> the title of this, This Was Way Too Easy. A Tale of Plagiarism. Rhonda came in through the back door, entering the kitchen. Work was hectic that day, and she was looking forward to working her way through dinner and spending some time relaxing. Glennis, her daughter, was sitting at the dining room table and cheerfully greeted her mom. Rhonda sat down in a chair beside her and asked Glennis how her day at university went. Well, Mom, we had some excitement today in English class. Rhonda wondered what might be constituted as exciting in Freshman English 101, but she was already into a scoffing mood as Glennis continued. We had several students busted today for plagiarism. Rhonda's scoffing mood instantly went by the wayside at that announcement as she bowed up and beseeched her daughter to please elaborate. Some of the guys in class decided it would be funny to steal lines from old poems and put them in our assigned work, which was to write a poem. They all thought they would put one over on the teacher, but Miss Wilhelm would have none of that. She caught them all on the fly, then backed it up with copies of the originals. I don't think she was really mad, but gave them all a failing grade on the assignment and put them on probation. Rhonda was calming down just a bit now. Serves the class goose right. They should have all been suspended. Glenda pointed out, these were not the class goofs, but the smart people. Even Greg tried it, she pointed out. Why would Greg try something like that? I've known him since he was a baby. He's always been a model student. Yeah, Mom, but like I said, this was all a silly prank and it backfired. Look at what Greg wrote. Go into the sunlight, haste and claim love's boon, nor tempt the changing skies and afternoon. Ill-prepared are you then, from sway to swoon, struck broadside, filled by a water balloon. Glenn, this looks sort of like Scarlet Pimpernel. What in the world was he thinking? Obviously, he was not. Well, I hope you're not upset. And after that plagiarism deal you went through last winter, Mom, it's not really like that, you know. What Glennis was referring to was that her mom, as well as several other writers in her Internet group, had their poetry pilfered by a plagiarist. Not only did he steal from the weblogs, but he posted the poetry as his own on several pornographic sites. It took a while before he was busted, but once the word got out, panic ensued. Eventually, the renowned Paraska posted a weblog detailing and chronicling what went down. Some of the victims went private, while others just vented and hoped for better things. Eventually, the drama died down and the situation became quiet, but to this day, there are watchdogs in the realm who are ever vigilant and on the watch for whomever might cross that path again.
No, dear, this is not the same. That other was personal. It was an invasion of privacy, and I was very offended by it. But time heals all wounds, and it's all in the past. Now, hopefully never to return again. Now, let's change the subject. With that, each took half the chores and put dinner together. The following afternoon, Glennison came home from school and needed to use the computer for an assignment. She realized she left her laptop in the friend's card after they got dropped off from school, so she went in her mom's bedroom to use her computer. When she got there, she found her mother left all her programs up and her emails up as well. Glennis almost paid no attention to what was on the email. However, there was one name that caught her attention. She recognized it from the past plagiarism nightmare her mom had endured. Knowing she had some time to herself, Glennis began to investigate. Later that evening, Rhonda came in through the back door entering the kitchen. Work was well, you know the drill. Glennis was waiting for at the dining room table. Pleasant conversation was not going to be the order of the day. Mom, you have some serious explaining to do. Glennis laid it all out there. Rhonda tried briefly to play the victim as Glennis had gone in Rhonda's private world, but the daughter would have no part of the tables being turned. She thinks that the role reversal between parent and sibling was the order of the day. Glennis held the podium gavel and was expounding to the best of her ability. When she calmed down, Rhonda was finally able to get in a word edgewise. Look, I know this looks bad, but after I went to those sites to see my poetry and pursued the matter, I met this guy. He really was not all that bad. He said he traded with some others and ended up with things he should have left alone, and he never dreamed he would get caught. Once he did, he decided he'd never do something so foolish again, and he hasn't. Anyway, we, we just became online friends. Well, fine, Mom. And how many of those other guys did you meet on the sites? I mean, I know what those sites are. You showed them to me when you were so upset about what went on. There are a dozen guys that show up over and over in your email. And how is it you know so many guys named Tyrone? Well, that's how the, converse, that's how the conversation went on. Once Glennis had been and gotten it out of her system, she said she did not want to discuss it anymore, which was fine with Rhonda. To this day, none of this has ever been mentioned again. Rhonda changed her passwords, so Glennis was never able to get into her computer again. And as for Glennis, who had the forethought to copy several of the key email addresses for her own personal use, she occasionally runs into her mom on the Internet late at night. But Rhonda is unaware of who she is, as Glennis has adopted a new persona for those late-night ventures. What goes around comes around, or something like that. Note, Ida Whipple Benham, born 1849, past 1903, from the Scarlet Pimpernel. Go into the sunlight, haste and claim love's boon, nor tempt the changing skies in the afternoon. Second note, parts of this story are based on something that really happened several months ago here in the MySpace realm, as well as other areas on the Internet. When Paraska exposed a great deal of it, I told her I would someday write a story about it. If that was okay with her, he gave me her blessings to do so. In peace. <laughs> yeah, you had to have been there to really appreciate that. And I don't know if it's the same incident when all that happened, but I remember the day I found three of my poems on some erotic websites by someone else, but it was a girl on my list. 
pissed. Oh, I was so pissed. Yeah, I appreciate that piece. <laughs> that was fun. Oh, I'm all done now. All done. All done. Anybody wants to come hang out with me? Can come to see me at at biketod.blogspot.com. M y k e t o d d. I'm always around. Absolutely wonderful. And Thank again. you, Michael. You did fantastic tonight. Thank you. And again, happy birthday. Thank you so much, my friend. I love you. Thank you. Love you back. Bye. <laughs> Bye, hon. Okay, Mr. Michael Todd. Fantastic job. All right, let's go ahead and grab area code three, four. 346. 346, you're on the air. Good evening, Nyla. And hold it just a second. You're going to get a treat. Rarely anybody does. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dearest Nyla. Happy birthday to you. Thank you so much. My my sweet MED, I love you so much. Thank you. That's your new nickname. It can't, it's in my head. It'll never go away. You are my Miss MED. That's your new name. Yeah, I, I, I noticed that. I picked that up immediately. But you know, okay. all the years we have known each other, you have never heard me sing. I have never heard I, you sing, I, and I love that so much. That means you have no idea how much that means to me. Seriously, you have no idea how much that means to me. Ah, uh, thank. I'm I'm so glad I could make your uh, special day. I, I haven't been feeling well. It's a long story. I'll tell you on the back side, but. Um, I started to do your birthday wish uh, this morning, and I just got it done now. So I'm sorry for the delay. <laughs> it's okay. So, it's okay. Um, I have uh, two pieces for you tonight. Uh, one, The first one is called Children of Today. What a difference, what, excuse me, what a difficult time to bring up children for both parents and children alike. Cyberbullying, security threats, sexual assault, harassment, and misconduct of teachers. Children now must learn what to do if there may be a gunman in their school. They must cope with being attacked on the Internet, not just after school. In addition to being exposed to teachers who look at students as sexual partners, parents are now charged with trying to protect their children against such moral and physical abuse towards their children. This is a horrible situation for children and parents. We send our children to school to learn not to be victimized 
by various individuals. When my generation was in school, if a child had a crush on a teacher, that's where it started and stopped. When we were in school, we didn't have to worry about anyone bringing a gun into school to kill us. Bullying did in fact happen, but you knew who was doing it and either fought them after school, ran as fast as you could back home to avoid the altercation, or took the beat down. What evil has ascended upon our schools and children? What kind of dark forces have been unleashed upon our most vulnerable kids? I believe it started when prayer was taken out of schools. In addition to the family responsibility of teaching their children that various circumstances are unacceptable, we face consequences at school, in our community, neighborhood, and at home. Facing all that, it sent a very clear message to us Bad behavior would not be acceptable with fines of your home, at school, or in society. Now, it's okay to behave badly at the workplace, community, and within your home. The level of stress and anxiety that are plaguing our children is at an all-time high, as it is for their parents not including the gangs that have also been added into the equation. In addition, our children are being snatched off the streets to find themselves in in sex trafficking houses of prostitution. When they have their usefulness, They are murdered and dumped back onto the streets like yesterday's garbage. How is it that we as adults have allowed so much to happen against our children? When did we begin having the attitude, that is your problem, not mine? I'm not an actual biological grandmother yet. I would not allow any child to be victimized if I could stop it. We must do better as a society, as a whole, to bring all this to an end. We must take a stand against such behaviors within our society. People truly need to reach out and begin mentoring our youth in an appropriate manner giving children alternatives in a positive manner, helping the single parent with various forms of assistance. We must get back to it takes a village to raise a child mentality. Keep in mind the children of today will be the leaders of tomorrow. Even if you have a different religion or belief system than the Christians, prayer gave children a moral foundation. 
Much more education needs to happen at home, especially with educational systems, religion, whatever that may be, and sending strong messages to our youth about what is right by their parents' point of view. What has been happening will only worsen if we don't. Everyone must take a strong stand for our leaders of tomorrow. Our children are dying at an alarming rate. Sexual exploitation is happening way too often. Wrongful messages are being sent to our youth. Nobody is perfect, no parent, no child, no school system, no group of people. Yet we have given our responsibility to protect our children to the very wolves that would tear them apart and eat them for dinner. We must pull together to protect our children and educate them in a safe environment. There are many who pass judgment upon those that are younger. They are this way or that, yet are not looking at the root core issues that are creating such young individuals. We cannot personally control our children's environment, but we can stand up for what is right. We can do our best to protect our children. We can teach our values to them. We can teach them to protect themselves and respect others as well as they themselves. We must also keep in mind everyone has the right to choose what way they want to bring up their children. Diversity should be applauded, not crushed. Uniqueness should be celebrated, not mocked. As a whole, we must stand up and out for our children within our communities and societies. Musings of Emilia T. Davis, a.k.a. Poetical Angel Queen. Peace. Fantastic job reading, sweetheart. Thank you. Strong and messages so the, in there. Yes. Um, the second piece is called Victimization of the Elderly and Handicapped. Um, far too often, our seniors and those with various handicap problems are being victimized. People view various vulnerabilities as an invitation to abuse and neglect those particular groups. At no point in anyone's life is it acceptable to be abused. Our society has been allowing people to hurt and harm some of our most vulnerable people. No way society, our elderly people, so disrespected and abused. Elderly folks are, on the contrary, highly respected, and their advice and guidance are highly sought after. As far as those with disabilities, they are cared for, and compassion is poured out upon them. How savage has our society become when both of these groups are being treated with such apathy and contempt? 
The elderly are being sought after not for their wisdom, but to be victimized. The disabled are not being showed empathy and compassion, but showed abuses and neglect. To be the world's leader in morality, yet is not by any stretch of the imagination. Those of color are being killed in cold blood. Those that are elderly and disabled are also being mistreated in various forms and murdered. We are not living up to our own standards and expectations that we speak about on the world stage. Any country is only as strong as its weakest citizens. When seniors are being sought out to steal from abuse in various ways and to be exploited, we are not strengthening our society but weakening it. When our disabled are being exploited, treated in an inhumane manner and abused, we are, again, vulnerable as a society. We speak out about atrocities committed in various other countries, yet turn a blind eye and deaf ears to our own victimization and atrocities. If you would want care and respect given to yourself or a member of your own family, then those should be bestowed upon others. It isn't funny, amusing, or entertaining to bring about hurt, harm, or abuse to those who are vulnerable in our society. Actually, there is great potential wisdom to be gained from our elders and disabled. Nobody reaches old age by being ignorant and stupid. Nobody who lives with disabilities are arrogant and selfish. If you hung out with an older person, you would gain so much of life's pearls and gold. If you were friends with a disabled person, you would learn about strength of character and humility. Humanity is valuable, it is precious, and it should be respected and celebrated. Not destroyed, disrespected, and victimized. What is different should be highly appreciated and applauded. So many people are dying extremely young. There is much to be said about those who have lived to see an old age and those who have disabilities, who have conquered and overcame their difficulties. It is such a shameful and tragic commentary upon America to be allowing these folks to be victimized and treated so poorly. You may be blessed to be young and healthy right now, but just how will you cope with a disability somewhere down the road? Or if blessed to see old age, just how well could you function without assistance and or being victimized? We are all on this planet together. We are all one family, the human race. What affects one person affects all of us. People attempt to disconnect themselves.
from other parts of our society. Yet, in truth, we are all connected. Elders are living history books. The disabled are living information books on how to cope and overcome. Look at the other countries and how they treat both those groups of individuals. How much more of their society is doing so much better than America? For example, Japan. They are out doing America in so many various areas. It's because they learn wisdom from their elders. They learn from the disabled how to cope with devastating situations. Respect and honor should be given to every older individual. Compassion and empathy should be bestowed upon our disabled. We in no way should be attacking and being apathetic towards them. Remember the golden rule? Treat others as you would like to be treated. Stop the abuse of the elderly abled now. Do your part in helping and protecting them. Love, love, love. Compassion, compassion, compassion. Empathy, empathy, empathy. Love, compassion, and empathy. Musings of Amelia T. Davis, a.k.a. Poetical Angel Queen and Peace. That was incredible. Reminds me of a piece of, it's not a poem, but something I'm working on right now, writing, talking about what we are losing with our elderly. Because if you think about it, our, our elders used to be our Google. Think about that yeah. concept. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And where that leaves our elderly now, where it leaves their value now, how we perceive them now. Think about that, you guys. I'm just going to let that sink in for a bit. Great job on those, both of those. Amazing. Various folks that come across recent, I mean, last couple of years, it was kind of a little bit younger, but had some older family members. And I was challenging them. I said, start putting them on video. You know, you got the phone in your hand. Time, grandma is cooking that food that you like so much. Videotape her. Have her tell you the ingredients that she's doing it, but explain, you know, why does she make that food? Right? What a great idea. You're freaking brilliant. (laughs) Thank you. And um, perhaps that story that Uncle Charles tells every Christmas and everybody laughs, have, have him do it on video so that the next generation, generation behind them and so on will be able to gain value and history and insight by your family members that they may never know and um, pass it along, you know, much like uh, the telling of uh, history, you know, ages back, uh, 
they would pass down their family history from generation to generation. That's why we know some of the history we do now and why we have some of the books in the Bible that we do now. And um, now we have the videos so we can have that forever and ever to be passed on. And you can see, you know, what they look like and uh, how they smiled and um what was that whole big deal about that macaroni and cheese? Why did grandma start cooking that to begin with? And, you know, so the on. The secret so. Right ingredient, you guys, just so you know, the secret ingredient is vodka. <laughs> that, that, that does help. <laughs> that but, was the um, secret ingredient. My great-grandpa's macaroni and cheese. He'd be sitting there. I was sitting there, and I didn't realize it when I was little because I didn't know what it was. When I got older, it dawned on me. He'd be sitting there making that mac and cheese, and he'd reach up in the cupboard and grab his bottle of vodka and just pour a shot of vodka in the mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. You know, I just brought that up just out of the clear blue sky. I had no <laughs> idea, Nyla. Oh, my. So funny. Wow. All right, baby girl. Tell them how they can find oh. you, sweetheart. So, so you can find me on Facebook. Uh, under Emilia, E-M-I-L-I-A-T-D-A-V-I-S, Emilia T. Davis, also known as Poetical Angel Queen, on all social media. And you can find me here every Thursday night with Nyland. And with that said, I shall step off and let the next poet on to the mic. God bless you and also have a wonderful sweet Miss Emmy D on the Speakeasy Cafe. Yes, my You are my sweet Miss Emmy D. My little southern okay. girl. Okay, my dear. Right. We we will talk to you next week, honey. Yes, ma'am. All right. Okay, our next three callers, I'm gonna go ahead and let you know what they are. We have 219 followed by 832-903-425-573-815. That's as far down as I'm going to go. All right, next caller, 219, you are on the air. Hey, Brother, now how you doing? This is Brother O speaking. Hey, Brother O, how are you, my sweet? I'm good. How you feeling? Doing wonderful. It's good to hear from you. Thank you. Thank you. So what are you going to bless us with tonight, my dear? This, the title of this poem is called The Power of Manifestation. Manifestation is the idea that you can bring a positive outcome in your life by simply claiming it as your own and believing it will happen. My dear brothers and sisters, we possess the power to speak things and ideas into existence. Whatever we declare in our lives will manifest itself in one form or another in our lives. And over the last 18 months, I have discovered the power of speaking and declaring blessings over my life. And everything that I spoke into my life over that time period has manifested. I was in the hospital waiting on my heart transplant. I declared that not only would I have a successful heart transplant, I would recover from it within six months. I declared that I would 
have a better quality of life after my heart transplant. I declared that I would be able to resume my normal life by June. I declared that I would return to the poetry stage between Father's Day and Juneteenth. I declared that I would be gainfully employed three to six months after getting my clearance from my heart transplant team. I declared that I would resume my dating life after the untimely passing of my girlfriend last year about starting the process of finding my future wife and accomplishing my ultimate goal of getting married bio after my 50th birthday. I declared that my overall health would improve to the point of long, no longer being declared to have a disability. My dear brothers and sisters, I'm glad to report that everything that I've already spoken to in my life for the last 18 months has either come to fruition or is about to manifest itself, manifest itself in my life. And poem. So all of everything that you have been through, this whole, all the trials and tribulations and, you know, the, the I'm, I'm just, you're better now and I'm so happy that the years of you being in the hospital, the, the months and months and months of you being in the hospital, you know, over a year, waiting for a heart transplant, always calling in, always reading, always having such a positive message, never faltering in your faith or your belief. Or, you know, if you, I'm sure there were times you were scared, but you never showed it. You just held on and knew this is the way it was going to turn out. And I was so proud of you. I'm so proud of everything you've done, and I love your poem. Uh, thanks, now that. The poem actually, actually covers everything I've spoken to in my life of, over the last 18 months. I, You know, it's, 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 it's funny. Every time I speak something, over myself, it comes to pass. It, it manifests itself either in a positive or negative way. So you have to be careful what you speak over your life. It will manifest itself. Absolutely, one hundred percent. I believe that. Exactly. And you're proof of that. I mean, living proof, literally living proof of that. Well, I, in fact, that's a, that's a prompt for you. That's a prompt for a poem I want you to write. Okay, brother O. What was that again? I want you to I want you to write a poem about the power of the spoken word, and I want the title of the poem to be, "I'm Living Proof of That." Right, that's a good one. That's that's a good one right yeah. there. Yeah, that's that you're gonna. Yeah, that's certain. I'm the living proof of that, and I want you to write it about the power of the spoken word. There you go. Here's that. That's my gift to you on my birthday. Everybody gets presents oh, on my birthday you. in the form of a <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. Are you going to read two tonight, honey, or just the one? No, just, just that one. I just uh, wanted to say that, uh, I mean, uh, I said I was going to recover within six months. That, that, that has happened already. And I said I was going to return to important stage. It has happened a week before that, so so it's just it's just awesome that just awesome that everything that thing I said just just came to pass, and you know it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And I I can say that 
that's uh, this believing believing it can happen and just keep speak, speaking it to speaking it till it happens. That's what I would say to your mm-hmm. audience. Whatever you want, you want to manifest in life. Keep speaking that thing till it happens. No matter no matter how long how long it takes or you know or what you go through, just keep speaking it to existence, and it will happen in in God's timing. Exactly. All right, my darling sweet man. Thank you for being here tonight. Thank you for sharing that fantastic piece. Peace and please, please, please. Tell everyone. I like to people about my information. Uh, everybody, I can be found on the on the Facebook by the name of my brother Gavin. My first my first show back will be on June eleventh. Uh, I was chosen to be a part of a showcase at an event. Uh, it, an event that was celebrating the uh, celebrating the uh, men, and I was chosen to be a part of that, and that's a perfect, a perfect, uh, perfect way to start out, start out my return. So I'll be on the 11th in, in the city of Chicago. You know, you want more information about that event? Just connect with me, and I'll, I'll, uh, I'll fill you in. So, Thank you for your support, guys. I'll be back next week. Perfect. All right, sweetheart. Appreciate you so much. Thank you for being here, and thank you for reading and sharing. No problem, now. All right. You too. All right, our next caller, area code 832. 832, you are on the air. Hey, Miss Nyla. That's Soldier Blue. Um... Hey, Mr. Blue Blue. Hey, girl. How you doing? Uh, happy birthday, first off. So, there you go. Yep. And, uh, this has not been a good time for me in any many regards. So I'm just going to get to it. Um, this, uh, this piece is uh, called uh, Graveyard Babble. And Babel being spelled B-A-B-E-L. Wings of a butterfly. Thrum of a hummingbird. Song cast song. Hide your smoke behind the half moon. Graveyard babble. The tones, the stories not yet told. Rushing murmurs, stream waters over rocks sound falls hard with disregard upon the ear to the, of the stones bones and smoke chosen bitter sweets of another age shed the wake sighs never meant much just an able twist in the wind Skies lower for sleeping, the graveyard dance begins. Hey, want to see the eternal warrior? Quick as you can. It's lightning. Death, dirt, shovels clean, another grave made. Work done for the shadows. 
There is the babble of ancient thoughts, whispers waiting for someone to understand pictographs and petroglyphs, images of stones, scores of stories, stolen stories, the projects of the ignorant, shake the gray bones, listen to the thunder, phoning, gas with that, shake the rattle with a stroke, the coma. Eyes strive against the darkness, seek the solace of lightning before the dawn gossiping. Babble stories recounted, encountering in form, they begin. Flowing fables move across the sky, disturbing the sunset. Songs, by definition, move between the chaotic and questions, never reaching that place of making sense. Disturbed earth, humanity chokes upon its own refuse. Through the dregs of dreams have we come full circle. Smoke and ashes fade away. Schwarzen. Compositions of confusion, crass designs, the disgust at bad human smells, the stench of horrific babble, dancers come in from the hills etched in flames. There's a constant disregard for cause, babble entranced spirits stray, drift, dust, dirt, the soft sheen of Toil of travel, bonjour option. Oh, yeah. Travelers over earth, wretched children, vagabonds, the ones who have no allegiance, owe nothing to anyone or to any given constellation, nor any particular celestial breeze. Except for the one that brought you here. Vermilion Velvet Mohajus. You saw rough sand or silent silt. Scar scraped stories resist patterns laid out. Follow their own lines, speak of their own spilled blood and the hard songs that flow so. Easily from them. Prayer songs. Ask for guidance. There is none here. Water has its own memory. Water has a separated language that needs to be cleansed once again. Da. Heat will lend purity, but it is not enough. Natural disasters occur when they do. You ask us, how did you survive when our own focused on their task at hand did not? We gift you the answer. 
Well, because we kept our eyes on more than just the landscape. We watched the animals, the fish, the lack of birds, and you smile so plastic and contemptuous. Question from us, what are you really asking us? Are you asking why we are alive and not a memory in your scrapbook of the dead letter recognition of colonization? Water becomes blood, blood becomes us, and water has its own memory. Fire sticks, sentient clay, burnt wise of desiccated mud, more shorts, more yes. Dust carried upon the breath of Creator, yes, the great mysteries. Life is a negotiation of trade, this for that. Choose what you will, it is still a trade. Shkube, keep your second sight as deep as water. Stones grow warm with thoughts to babble. Hurries on, burning with distant sound. Discordant voices, ancient ley lines, song intonations, dormant before you were born. Wings, winds before the storm, they wait to be used as tool skills of language. It is a blazing star. Each word, each phrase, each hand, gesture, and posture of body, each form of stone, the storytelling, this babble we know has traveled well. Has much to say, mouths, lips, vocal cords, as loud as spirit, bursting in upon air, Diagonska, incandescent bright flame, forever turning caracols upon the blood, livened, riven wind. My sisters know it. My aunties and grandmothers of each generation know it. Some with profile photos, others a depth charge photo shot, and a question, do you know this woman? Do you know who she is? Found perished on the estate assigned to discovery. M-M-I-W, missing, murdered, indigenous women. To you, they are just Flat photos sound sound to us as red earth the whispers gather, growing 
getting louder and louder and louder. The Russian torrent of verbs, words of reprise and replenishing the dead coals of desire, burial remains, unquiet graves, graveyard babble, bones and features scream as loud as an eagle whistle. The dire path too many taken. It is a wall, photographic sounds, sonic pain, as you cannot imagine. Children desecrated, it isn't just one set of numbers. It is a gender genocide. And print faces red in the sunlight. Red dresses cloaked in soft shadow. In Zegedake. Spirit breath born upon us with the blood of birth. Being born, template magic. Sacred stones, sacred to all of us who are red earth. We piece together stories of foam and babble, botratruk. Dancers paint themselves, their livid skin. Take smooth steps into the smoke. Schrotze, schrotze, no. Everything returns to smoke. And we with it. We are the ghost road born. Relatives of our MMIW. Missing, murdered indigenous women. Absolutely, absolutely just tears my heart out. Incredible, incredible read, Soldier Blue. Thank you, Miss Nina. You know, that piece was was kind of a... Uh, for, for for the start of it anyway, it was kind of a blind journey in trying to basically find one piece at a time in terms of the, the imagery and where it was going to take me. And then I started thinking about, you know, the various walls and the police stations and, you know, various of the uh, private investigators who undertake some of the investigations on the behalf of uh, Native families there or for the Native nation. And uh, I was like, yeah, that's what that is. So I just, you know, once everything kind of crystallized, then it was real, real uh, straightforward to... It, it leaves me speechless. It really does. But you know that. You know what it does to me. I've been it's writing about that for 30 years. Hmm? I know. Years. Uh, years. Thirty, thirty some odd years I've been writing on that. Yeah. 
and still. Oh, I'm not going to stop. It, you know, as long as there's no perpetrators out there. It's still there. You know, it's still happening. It's still oh, yeah. involved. It's just like Sure. You know, so like I said, as long as this continues, I will, I will too. I will keep on speaking out. As long as shit, it's all all shit. All right, Sergeant Blue, tell everyone how to find you, my love. Yes, uh, no, no, no. That that was uh, that was it for today. Um, you can find me on Facebook. It's Rafe Wild at Facebook dot com, and underneath in parentheses it says Soldier Blue. And then there's also my uh, podcast, Red Earth One, and I will be updating it even with all of the stuff that I haven't been having to deal with deal with here. Anyway, I'm not going to talk about that. Um, but uh, then I also have some work on the Reverb Nation. So those are the three places you can find me. Very cool. All right, sweetheart. Love you dearly. Thank you so much for calling in tonight and reading it. Thank you for the birthday wish. Yes, ma'am. You betcha. Love you, honey. Love you, brother. Love you, too, Miss Nyla. We'll talk to you next week. Yes, or ma'am. before, if you need me, call me. <laughs> All right, honey. I will. I'll, I'll, I will probably PM you in a, in a bit, if okay. you don't mind. Okay. Not at all. I mean, you know not, that. You're my not right away, but, but I, I will PM you. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you. Bye. All right, so our lines must be up, back up and working because we just got a bunch of calls in. We've got an hour and 12 minutes left in the show. You can still read two poems, but I'm going to keep my commentary to a minimum so I make sure that I get you all on in the next hour and 12 minutes. So our next caller comes from area code 903. 903, you're on the air. Hello, Nyla. Ni- Hello, Nyla. This is Eric Shellman, the word monster. Rah! How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Welcome to the show, sir. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. I'm doing good. It's been a hard week, and it's been hot, cold, and warm. Uh, I've been overheating at work and haven't bloody noses. I just pulled a tick off of me. I've been putting the fence up today. So, And I smashed the tick like three or four times. It's a sand, sand tick, or what we call a sand tick here. And they're really a pain. They have a hard uh, exoskeleton. So I just put it in a bottle and put the lid on, and I'm going to throw it away later. <laughs> so, But anyways, I did have um, a uh, inchworm land on my shoulder, and it stayed there for a little while. I took a picture of it. I'll show you to you later. It's kind of cool. Okay. But uh, it was just landed like I, I was in the – I want you to write a poem called Inchworm on My Shoulder. All right, I will. That's a good prompt. Okay. And square them on my shoulder, yeah. And I can put my picture to it, too. I also put them on a humongous, big uh, plant or leafy uh, uh, weed. Well, what we call a weed here. It's just, uh, I don't know if it's uh, ragweed or what. I forgot what it's called, but whatever. So it's just a weed. Uh, but anyways, I put on the, and I got a picture of him on there, too. 
He didn't want to. He didn't want to leave my shoulder either. So that's the one. Anyways, happy birthday to you, Nyla. Huh? I said, who would? Right. Who would want to leave the shoulder, right? (laughs) Of course, yeah. He's in a free free loading free ride. He got on a, a mountain. He got on a mountain that moves. So, anyways, so um, happy birthday, Nyla! Merry uh, anniversary of your existence, and uh, <laughs> hopefully you had a Thank great you. day celebrating yourself today. It was a it was a fun day. It's been a really been a really rough month, but it's been a pretty peaceful day, and I am very grateful for that. That's great to hear. All right. Well, I got two poems, and since it's your birthday, I figure I uh, pulled up bald ones that I did for you several years back. So here we go. Nyla Alicia by Eric Shulman. Noteworthy, notrocious poet, spoken word artist, costume designer, writer, speakeasy cafes, hostess, and so much more. Yearning, ya eagles, yadens, y'alls. Langorously loving literatures, languages, ascribing antidotes, certainties, ascribing antidotes, certainties, literary, literary, literally, literature learned, illuminously illustrating intelligence, inscribing, I mean, sorry, my bad, inspiring, my bad, <laughs> right or wrong, uh, in individuals, inclinations, scribbling, stunningly. Superlative scripts, inclusively, idealistically, syncretic, alluring, astonishing, Galatians. That's in peace for that one. <laughs> um, um, I'm smiling so big. Thank you so much. I'm glad I made you smile. And uh, you know. I got one more. All right. Can you dig her? By Eric Shulman. Can you dig her? Original orchestrated rhythms and rhymes. Can you dig her? Harmoniously harvested melodies. Can you dig her? Stupendously performed spoken words. Can you dig her? Thought-provoking and mind-blowing meanings. Can you dig her? Passion and devotion towards archaeology and paleontology. Can you dig her? Love and giddiness she feels while excavating artifacts, bones, and fossils. Can you dig her willingness to help other poets and writers out by having an online open mic night for the past 14 years? Can you dig her demeanor of kindness, caring, and giving completely unbiased interpretations of those readers on her broadcast? Can you dig her supporting others like herself out of the kindness of her own heart? Can you dig all of, all of her creations? not just her writings and spoken words, like her wonderful custom-made costumes. Can you dig her listening to and thoroughly enjoying her favorite songs? Can you dig her not ever thinking that being a creator is a race or a competition with all other creators? Can you dig her happiness whenever someone actually listens to her and mentions it to her? Can you dig her being one with nature and the universe? Can you dig her being a single mother? Can you dig her being an extremely smart, strong, brave, and independent woman? Can you dig her inspiration comes from anywhere and everywhere and at any given time? 
Can you dig her thoughts, beliefs, and ideologies on life? Can you dig everything about her strengths and weaknesses, perfections and imperfections? Can you dig her name is the one and only wonderful, beautiful, and truly talented Nyla Alicia. That's in peace. You know, I love you so much. And I love that poem. And well, I love you even so more what that poem tells me about you. This whole poem you wrote about me tells me so much about you because it is so rare. You know, and right. maybe it's just me and my life, but it is so rare in life to to unexpectedly have somebody walk up to you and tell you that they see you. Not just mm-hmm. that you exist, not that they, you know, you're not all the, the but, but really see you. I mean, you have stuff in that poem that I might have mentioned once on the show years ago or happened to brush <laughs> on in a post or, you know, there's things in that poem that I have no clue how you know about me. And the only way that you could do that is being the type of person who really sees somebody, who really listens to them. And I love, love what it tells me about you. And I appreciate that more than you know, being that kind of a friend for me, to me, with me. You're absolutely welcome. Glad you love it. And uh, I wrote both of those a few years ago, so that's why I said 14. It's it's supposed to be 16, Mm -hmm. you know. But I just, it's your birthday, so I figured I'd read them again. I know you loved that one when I first read it, too, years back. But You've but, added uh, to it over the years. Yeah, I have. I've added a little bit, yeah. So, it's all good. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it is Thank great to be so seen much. and to be noticed and listened to. You're absolutely welcome. Uh, thanks for everything you do for us, Nyla. Uh, happy birthday again, and uh, have a great weekend. Have a great and great week ahead, and hopefully your your month will be be getting better as well. And uh, thanks, this I appreciate is, it. You, you're absolutely welcome. And uh, I love you too. And this is Eric Shulman. Find me on Facebook. That's Eric Shulman, the Word Monster. You can find me on my like page, Eric Shulman, the Word Monster. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. It's Eric Shulman, the Word Monster. You can find me on uh, Poetizer. It's Eric Shulman, the Word Monster. You can find me on All Poetry. It's the Word Monster. Uh, you can find me on uh, All All Poetry. I think I already said yeah. It's Word Monster as well. I can't remember if I just said that or not. Sorry, it's been a long day. <laughs> I've been on the heat. <laughs> but uh anyways, yeah, thanks so much for everything to do for us. Thanks for the platform. Love you, Nyla. And sorry I missed last week. I got busy. And I'll try I'll try to be on the next one. So I'm on when I can and sorry I haven't hit your uh prompts yet. I've been super busy with work too. You're good, so. you're good. <laughs> but I'm gonna get to them though. Promise. You're you're, you're awesome. Thank right. you. Thank you so much, Kenny. You're welcome. You're absolutely welcome. And I'll talk to you next week. Have a great one. Take care. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code 425. 425, you're on the air. Oh, hi, Nyla. Happy birthday, sweetheart. 
Thank you, Brenda. I appreciate it so much. Good to hear from you. Oh, it's been a while again. <laughs> okay, my first piece is those who pray. Far beneath the frozen ground lie tombs of mortal men. Beneath their graves, much further down, reside the pits of sin. For those who prey on innocence, existing for the day when yet another succumbs to their odd and dreadful way of adding pallor to the flesh that once was pink and pure, removing sparks of innocence from eyes soft and demure, injecting poison from a bite as faces gaunt and hollow, hypnotized defenseless minds, drifting as they swallow every drop of their life's blood, then tearing souls away, chaining them to broken dreams of teardrops and dismay, whirling as they dance about in ballrooms fit for kings, where fingertips of death point out they don't deserve a thing. No, they don't deserve a thing. Damn. I have missed you reading. Thank you. That was phenomenal, hon. Are you going to read two tonight? Yeah, I have another piece. Uh, It's entitled Stunted. Within this darkness, The bitterness of memory steps in again to taunt me. Yanking at these chains, the links of which remain past incantations spoken. Past every single token with water from the wells of his cathedral. This father came to save me, but you know how fathers can be when brothers leave the room of little girls in bloom. It isn't rare for those who dare, those living tools of Satan, while others are debating to do the same for their own gain. While flowers in the attic appear to be combative, rocking to and fro, steady as you go, never will you grow. Steady as you go, rocking to and fro. And I'd like to dedicate this piece to childhood PTSD. That was amazing. Thank you. I know that was incredible. Damn, sweetheart. Fantastic job. You get five stars on both of those. Thank you very much. Tell everyone how to find your sweetheart. Oh, you can find me at Case the Lady at on Facebook and uh, WordPress and Twitter. Well, Twitter, I don't know what I think about that right now. But <laughs> sorry. Um, yeah, <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> yeah. 
the poetry of Case the Lady on WordPress, sorry, and Case Lady on Facebook. Thank you. Perfect. You are so well. You're so welcome. And and thank you. I mean, seriously, thank you for finding time. I know you can't be here all the time, but when you do, it's absolutely a treat. So thank you, seriously. My pleasure. Thank you so much. My pleasure, my honor. Thank you. Well, you're a fantastic writer, so the pleasure is ours. And we appreciate you. And we will talk to you soon, hopefully. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right, honey. Thank you. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code 572. They say it's your birthday. Happy birthday to you. They say it's your birthday. Now I love you. Hello. Houston's in my darling. I've had one of those months too, my sweetheart. But you know why we ascend? Because we recognize knowledge stern. Then we move on and we don't do anything blindly. <laughs> Are you talking to someone? Yeah, I'm not. I don't want that. Uh, so, you know, I didn't really want to read. I just wanted to just tell you happy birthday. And I was going to give you a choice. But, and I decided, okay, you can have a choice. Think about it while I read you something pretty because you're pretty. So I'm going to read you something pretty. This is called absent something. Obtained vivid perceptions that mean the world to me. There's so many trivial occurrences that are smaller than me. It's tucked in the quiet that the many variations breathe. Listen as I tell you carefully the worth of all its sense. Transitioned in dusty pages and behind hard-bound faces it's shown. The time was standing still. Awaiting the reveal of the truly bold. Sometimes it's contagious. The sensations that straggle in from beneath. Yes, below observations and polite candor in which we speak. More and more inflictions of sovereign, emotional, personal pleas. And yet, in separation's bosom, I know this true. I know this complete. All these sweet, sweet nothings meant more than that and something. In my heart and mind, I will treasure them for eternity. Democracy breathing. That was pretty. That was beautiful. What do you want? Thank so, you, Sam. Um, you're welcome. You're welcome. Now, do you have a request or is it already done? <laughs> Just whatever's on your heart. Uh, what's on my heart? You know what's on my heart? Um, debauchery. Debauchery is always <laughs> on my heart. Um, I'm going to give you this piece. Um, and then it's called What Comes With Depth. And I really like it because, you know, it's I, I, earlier, actually, I was speaking time with Queen Mike earlier. And, um, you know, this is a lot of talk about... Um, growth and overcoming um, things, you know, that, that have happened because these things that have happened, they don't define us. They can refine us all they want, but they don't define us. Only we define us. And that is what comes with depth. Mm-hmm. There was a lost divide. 
there was a lost divide at longitude amongst the decadent orange azure. Its canopy experienced a cataclysmic woe and shattering in ultraviolet hues of woe. It's strange the settling plateau shifts chocolatey perceptions shy winterized as we become to find absurd theatrics show we are desensitized. Titus, Unibus. I assemble ragtag ensemble, the chariot of old world judgery of disdain. Scripted new orchestrations, we see vibrancy cast amongst the clamor. Astoundingly shifting tectonic plates that saw a future lost, and you're abandoned. Fortified now and persistent resilience of which you attempted assassination of my character. Cultish intent. Don's patchy, cool fog laden obstruction to clarity. All I can stomach a ridiculous. Rarely I said strategic maneuvering around toxicity, which is still living. Broken headed tutelage has devastated considerable formulation to ease again. And it took this devour all its worth, and for what? When did spite grow his mold? Then again. Perpetual obsession, not nearly compulsive, frequency to calm, your chaos late to waste. Ninety-five percent mental, motherfucker. See, there's no script for what ails now. Dedicated insight, nurtured descriptive reasonings, once windswept head. Now, the vibrations are still not golden walkways, however. We fucking left off. This path we travel in light. Hold tight knowledge. This will test. United we venture. And this about her breathing. You hear that? I hear that. I hear that. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Very well. There's so much. There's so much beauty in the darkness. We ascend above it. That nurtures growth in life is only as hard as we make it, regardless, because you don't think about it. It's really, really made it that way. Uh, gift of love and light. Have a wonderful night. I am Sinister Spittle, S P I T A L. You can Google that shit. I'm everywhere. It's just a place where I don't want to be. And it's Nyla's birthday, so, you know, do something nice for her, <laughs> nice for something that she likes, because she is a world of passion and beauty, and her love mm-hmm. is everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's such a beautiful thing uh, to say. Thank you. Well, you are I'm such a beautiful person. I, I need hugs. I, I put, you know, I put a thing on my thing today. I said, I'm in a cranky mood. I need to be cuddled. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I love you, honey. Have a good night. Thank you, sweetheart. Appreciate you more than you will ever know. Thank you. All right. Our next caller comes from... That was just sweet. Our next caller comes from area code... 815. 815, you're on the air. Gina. Happy Thursday, Marilyn. Happiness always. Gina Storm. Hi, sweetheart. It's good to hear from you. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing okay. I'm glad. Honestly, I mean, that's all we can do. One day at a time. 
Mm-hmm. No matter what, one day at a time, keep your head up and keep that smile bright, and you'll be all right. Always. Okay, so Always. Um, I know Rebel said he wasn't going to be able to share because he's taking a flight to surprise his mom tomorrow. And in his absence, I want to let you know that he is not away because he's cheating. He is packing for a flight. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, he was. You know, he's actually on hold. He's on hold. There's a one. He's there's. Oh, I've got you. Then there's five seven one. I just got a text from him. He says, "I'm here. I'm here." (laughs) All right, Rev. I'm glad you made it. I didn't think you might make it in tonight. He is man here. Uh, Him roar. All right, what you got for us, honey? Um. Well, my prompt today, when you were looking for prompts, was, um. Live life before you die. And I am going to do poetry about life. You know, just live. Don't don't worry about what's happened. Don't worry about what may happen. Just every day that you wake up, that's the present. It's a gift. Open your eyes and live it. So, um, yeah, I got I got some some poetry that I wrote, and I'm just going to read some of it. Okay. This one I wrote October 13th in 2020, and I titled it, I'm Back, about myself because I I felt like at that time I had lost myself and I needed to find me. So when I returned, titled the piece, I'm Back. I was upset, unhappy, feeling regret, angry and weary. Tornadoes and hurricanes should fear me. I was going through it. Y'all feel me? See, I'm not seeing a butterfly or a ladybug. I'm seeing a storm. But I love who I am, and I'm comfortable in my own skin. And alone, mostly, human connections cause my vibes, interruptions, and indoors before it was mandatory. This is just one chapter in my life story. No concern. You don't need to worry. See, my immune system is compromised because I have lupus and I fight my own body daily as I rise. Visions flailing with an increased, with an increase in the inabilities. Around myself, I feel that my other senses have been strengthened. I reminisce. I think back to when I was young, healthy and fine, believing that the world was mine. My mind was kind of sharp, but I'm unhappy when I can't pin poems or share my art, my thoughts, my prayers in my heart, my ups, my downs, my tears, my woes. Sometimes I used to go live on Facebook, and the last time I did so, I was thinking that in the future, I might even come on and exchange vows. And now I've matured, I don't think so. But when I'm not my best, it causes me stress, but I never give up. I refuse to. My pen and these mics are my refuge. My space is the creative headquarters where I get better. And I'm signing this as a self-addressed love letter. She's back, and I'm proud of that. In peace. That was awesome. That was absolutely awesome. <laughs> Thank you, sis. Um, you are very welcome. So that was one. I'm going to do another one. These are quick. I'm, I, I like to call this in and out like a robbery. Oh, my God. Um, Oh, this is one of my favorites. I I wrote this around the time that we lost Muhammad Ali. So um, this was dedicated to 
the champ, and I titled it Champion. I'm battling, fighting, struggling, and a champion. People say that I don't look like what I'm going through, but I assure you, being me isn't easy. I live a life that I didn't choose, and it hurts like brand-new shoes, but I've cried myself to sleep many a night, and I woke up feeling not quite right. I was crying for the whole day, never forgetting to pray, but I float like a butterfly and sting like a bee, and that was stick and move activity is what fuels me. I get up. I get dressed. Today I put on lipstick, trying not to look a mess. My mom says, are you going someplace? I said, no. I just wanted to like what I saw when I looked in the mirror. In my reflection, I felt like I wasn't seeing myself in real time, so I encourage others always to smile, and that's what I do best. I look to things that make me happy, like my grandchildren and my daughter, because I love being her mommy and their Gigi. I pick up my pen and I write the wrongs in my life, seeing my future with a good king who deserves me as his wife. I'm not in a hurry to do so because I've been married twice and divorced as well, and my last fiancé, well, he's gone. But the day before yesterday, I had to get that engagement ring cut off my finger because due to my arthritis, my finger began to swell. I wore it to bed, and I never really do. But I know even if he were here, he would not want me to hold on to a piece of jewelry because things can be replaced and people cannot. So I held on to myself, and I basked in the sunshine and the warmth of happiness. I eliminated additional stress. I took care of myself, and I prayed for everyone else because I'm a champion, and I inspire others, broken adult children, single mothers and fathers, those experiencing chronic pain and depression, mental illness, and body shame. I fight for those who are too weak, and I'll be the voice for the silence and those who are afraid to speak because I'm Gene Storm, and God has me, and he granted me this incredible ability. Thank you for indulging me. That's my piece. That was incredible. Oh, I tugged at my heartstrings on that one, man. You know why? I know. I know. Mine, too. You should have seen when they put that cut in half ring in an envelope and told me I could bring it back to get sized when the swelling went down. And I was like, baby, this is rheumatoid arthritis. It's not going to go down. It will just have to be worn on another finger. And that's okay because um, – Previously, every time I was engaged and I didn't marry that person, I would just have this jewelry box full of rings. And my family would always laugh, like, she's the marrying kind. But I think right now she's just collecting jewelry. And I wasn't. I actually would like to be married for a third and final time. Because some people say that the third time is the charm. My two marriages previously were practiced, and I want to be happily ever after married. So even if I have nine engagement rings and a jewelry box and several wedding bands, I don't um, knock myself for the fact that all I know how to do is love. I will continue to. And that's why I came here tonight, Nyla, so I could love on you. Well, I appreciate it because you are very loved in this place and in my heart. I appreciate you, you too. I love the Speakeasy Cafe. I was telling everybody because I was on Clubhouse earlier, I'm going to go to Nyla's. I don't know what y'all doing tonight, but I know where I'm going to (laughs) be. Yeah, guys, where are you, by the way, matter of fact? Oh, trust me, they, they will show up. It's like the, the fields of dreams, you know, when I, when I tell them where I am, they'll come. <laughs> so 
So I put it on my pages, on my stories, on my Instagram. I'm going to send some text messages. Sometimes poets, you know, they're not on their social media. But if I got your phone number and you're a poet, I'm going to remind them before time is out. And they can come on and get in queue and do what they do. So I love you, my sister. And I'm so happy. So happy. I'm not calling in. You just got your number. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Let you down. <laughs> I will. I will. I promise. I love you so much. And I'll see you next Thursday, God willing. Baby, thank you so much. Thank you for calling in tonight. Absolutely. I love you. Hey, Nyla. I'm going to listen now. Okay. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 571. 571, you are on the air. Five seven one, are you with us? Are you muted? Five seven one, you've been on hold a long time. Five seven one. All right, five seven one. I'm going to put you on hold, and you can check your line, see if it, if you can hear me, see if uh, see what's going on because I can't hear you. Check your mute and stuff, and we will come back and get you. All right. Our next caller, 419. 419, you're on the air. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Anyways, how you doing, Nyla? Happy birthday. (laughs) Thank you, sweetheart. I I appreciate it. that's as much about that's about as much of making a fool of myself as I'm willing to do. <laughs> oh, love never makes you a fool. Actually, love always makes you a fool. Also, never mind. <laughs> I know not what I say. <laughs> I am only going to be. Are you glad you were able to call in? I heard you were busy packing to go somewhere. Yeah, I'm flying out to Utah to see my mother. Um, she's not doing really well and I need to go spend some time with her so thank you for doing that yeah her health is declining and you know she won't never admit she's getting older but she's getting older you know what sucks about getting older yes I'm not that old yet I'm not that old yet, but it's something that I'm old enough now to realize is that you reach a certain age and you stop, but your body doesn't. You know, so when I, when I think about things, I'm still 27 in my head. I will be 27 yeah, when I'm yeah. 97. You know, so, and you're sitting there and you think about old people. You need to realize, man, they're not old inside their head. <laughs> Well, and you know what? I have small children, so I'm expected to be, like, on the go, but I've gone through two hip replacements. I've got back problems, you know what I'm saying? Like, I got old man issues. I'm only 46, but I also went to war, got blowed up, and was pretty rough on my body when I was younger, you know. I I was small. I I had all three of my kids by the time I was 21. I had mine. Oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. But all three of my boys by the time I turn 21. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope you have um, a seatbelt ready. Cause I'm about to take you on a hell of a ride. I am ready. I call this piece acrylic lunacy. 
found these words one night beneath the caps of these tiny, amazing little mushrooms. And they kind of took hold of me, but these tiny mushrooms spoke musings back to me. So, so. I once begged for a power outside of my own, so I pierced the palm of my hand with a small metallic point of a pendant of a crescent moon and allowed just a drop of my sweet red life to fall over the dancing flame and the candle that I had lit. Then the room went dark except for the moonlight that shined in and an eerie silence fell upon this lasting moment and the candle was no longer visible and that dancing, that dancing flame burned no more. But then I noticed when the room went black inside my mind lit up with ideas and thoughts that belonged poetically described and vividly painted upon canvases to dramatically portray an artist's twisted perception and view of life. This is the inspirational power I was searching for. So in the darkness, dark naked, I was splashing paint against the walls to write the maddening words of this poem that was flooding my brain. By this point, I was a mad lunatic covered in red as I murdered a poem in abstract acrylic paint across the ceiling and walls of the room. As the vibrant hues of paint adorned the walls and my body became a living canvas and the boundaries between the artist and art blurred. I surrendered to the surge of creativity, embracing the madness that coursed through my veins. Each brushstroke became an extension of my emotions, capturing the essence of my twisted perception and unveiling a world unknown to others. In the darkness, my body and mind intertwined, shedding inhibitions and allowing the rawness of my thoughts to spill forth like the ink from a ruptured wellspring. The brushstrokes carried the weight of my desires, fears, and unspoken truths. The poetry that had consumed my mind flowed onto the walls, the testimony to the intensity of my innermost musings. As I stood in the darkness, feeling the power coursing through my veins, my mind raced, pounding in my chest as if it were trying to escape from within me. The world around me fell away, leaving me with my thoughts, creativity. As the hours wore on, I painted and wrote, and my mind and body becoming increasingly exhausted with each passing moment. But even as I grew wary, I knew that I had tapped into something special. I had found a power beyond myself, a force that could transform the very fabric of reality. And so I continued painting and writing until the dawn broke, and the world outside came back into view. But even as the sun rose and the world came back to life, I knew that this experience had forever changed. I had tasted the true power of creativity and knew I would never be the same again dark arts. A poet's shadow frames a place of inspiration, so I began navigating the labyrinth of my own madness. The boundaries of convention shattered. I transcended the ordinary, defiant societal norms and embracing the unconventional. In this mad creation, there was a liberation. The acrylic lines that sprawled across the ceiling and walls formed a tapestry of chaos, fighting the viewer to dive into the depths of my artistic torment. Once a mere vessel, the room transformed into an asylum of expression. 
It became a sanctuary where the walls whispered secrets and the colors streamed tales of passion and anguish. With each stroke and every word I bared my soul, dancing on thin lines between genius and insanity. And when the last drop of paint fell from my trembling hands and the final verse was etched into the walls, I stood amidst the wreckage, a testament to the power of artistic creation, drizzled and splattered in madness, drenched in red. My body became a living testament to the unfiltered, unbridled devotion that I had just poured into my art. In this sacred act of self-expression, I had birthed something extraordinary, a chaotic masterpiece that defied comprehension and embraced the essence of my unique vision, my artistic manifesto. Painted in abstract acrylic would forever be etched into the annals of creative rebellion. So I gazed upon the wild riot of color and words that enveloped the room that I knew I had once found what I sought an inspiration beyond the confines of the ordinary, a glimpse into the depths of my own artistic soul with the realization I was just reborn. Peace. Wow. That was absolutely, you're, you were right to have me buckle up on that one, my dear. <laughs> Did I have to wear a seatbelt to read it? <laughs> I had to put a damn helmet on. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. That's too funny. That was incredible. That was absolutely incredible. Thank you. Thank you. You are very good. Um, it's been denied by like three literary magazines I've tried to send it into. But you know what? That's okay. It's- over their Every heads or whatever, I don't home, know. You just have to find the right one for it. Yeah. But that's one of my favorites. This It's one of my newest, but one of my favorites. I really enjoyed writing and reading it. Um, I am Rebel Jones. You can find me Thursday nights with Nyla at the Speakeasy, even when I say I'm not going to be there. <laughs> um. You can find me once in a while on Facebook. Just look up Rebel Jones. That's me. Um, can hear me and see my beautiful face on YouTube, Poetry by Rebel Pete Jones, Madman Productions. Check me out. Uh, I've done stuff on TikTok, uh, um, Instagram, but I don't remember the names for those. And I don't do Twitter. <clears throat> but that's where you can find me. I tried to it for your a while. Local but loony bin. Or at your local loony, loony bin. bin. <laughs> All right, my darling. Happy birthday again, Nyla. Um, love you. Love what you do here. I love your show. And... I'm going to say I probably won't be here next week because I'm going to be spending all the precious time I can with my mother. Um, so I'll probably skip next week. But the following week. I'll... Are you still there? Rebel? Did I lose you? Can't hear him anymore. 
Are you still there? Bravo. No. Yes. Can you hear me? I can. I can hear you very well. Okay, don't scare me like that. Why? My little ticker was going 90 miles an hour. <laughs> I didn't do nothing. <laughs> All right, sure. But give your mama a hug when you get there and know that we love and appreciate you. And even though you can't be here, we're there with you. Already? Thank you. And I'll see you in two weeks with something very special. All right, honey. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. Thank you. All right. Love you, Nyla. Happy birthday. You have a great night. Thank you, sweetheart. Love you, too. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 807. 807, you're on there. And 571, we're going to come back and get you. We tried to get you earlier, but you weren't there. So uh, 571, we'll back, be back to you in just a moment. Right now, we have 807. 807, you're on the air. Happy birthday, Nyla. <laughs> Did you play that? Yeah, I played a, I've been learning my glockenspiel. I have a big one and a smaller one, and that was the smaller glockenspiel. <laughs> that was so sweet. Thank you. <laughs> I figured it was appropriate <laughs> since it has that fairy sort of, fairy tale sort of sound, and, and that's so. <laughs> it was beautiful. Uh, so you cracked your Indiana Jones whip, and uh, so I got to writing something brand smacking new, and uh, <clears throat> I, I was kind of thinking about this, and then you were writing something along the same lines in chat, so it, uh, I think it fits uh, particularly well. So uh, this is something I wrote uh, half an hour-ish ago. Okay, so it's just simply called Bones. Bones of the earth, bones of the sky, bones of all the creatures that have passed through all the earth's time. So many remains remaining to be discovered. So many discoveries of bone waiting to be uncovered. I search through caves, through mountains of fire and depths of sea to see what can be seen of creatures never before seen. The earth tells me of its secrets, but only after much effort of axe and pick. I pick the lock of Earth's mysteries with patience and fortitude, fortifying myself steadily against the fortress of time. The carbon shall date the Earth I dig through as I push forth with earnestness and zeal. I shall uncover the greatest mysteries of all when I finally put down my axe with a mighty bone in my hand held like a scepter as I stand stalwart, tall, and proud. And that is bones, and that's uh, a little homage to all your all your archaeological and such activities. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That was yeah. awesome. You get kudo My points pleasure. for that one. Yay, kudo points. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too funny. Are you going to read two? Uh, yeah, I have one here that you'll remember uh, at least uh, fairly well. You that challenged me to REM potions. 
like an REM potion series. I wrote one mm-hmm. or two in them. Uh, and I think there's, this is when I was talking about, and I still have trouble with it a lot of time. I just have a hyperactive mind. Uh, just the, all my, all my sleep troubles, like just overactive dream states and that. Although at least now I, I know which supplements to take in that to help with that. Uh, anyways, this is called REM potion number one. Chandeling, chandeliers hanging. Oh, okay, yeah. Chandeliers hanging in a space of white. White walls, white, white lights, white delights of a most pure spectral hue. A hostess of verse strolls through in contrast with her dark hair, ready to take on the stage with a plum and fanfare. The fanfare increases as the time arrives, like the hum of a speakeasy in the peaks, peak times of revelry. And that chandelier, it grows ever more tilted in its orbit. As I imbibe of a magical wine, an elixir of creativity that leaves me with creativity imbued. Awoken I am in this memory of a resonant musical tune, the tune of a mysterious whitewashed world where a hostess takes the stage to speak of poetic verse in words spoken easily in their colors, the colors that burst forth now in their meaning. As as I recall that whitewashed world where that magical white tone helped me hear the poetic tune. Uh, And that is... uh, REM potion number one, and it's inspired by two things. There's a uh, all around the world by oh, what's the the techno group there? I'm trying to remember that right now. But uh, also a dream I had where there's some there is some elements of like the show or kind of just like a sort of a overall vague impression of your presence there, like in that kind of poetic way. And like the whole world, there was like it was like all white, but it wasn't like this monochrome sort of white. It was like this, this vivid sort of white, and everything was. It's it's one of those things that you know you can't really completely describe it unless you actually experience it. It's one of those kind of experiences. But it was just like this vivid world of white, and everything was kind of like kind of off kilter in this nice way. And I remember like this chandelier that was like swinging back and forth, and 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 all that. So. Yeah, it was uh, uh, ATC. That's the group, ATC, A Touch of Class. And, yeah, so that was based on those two things and your challenge. <laughs> well, you did a great job on it, sweetheart. Thank you. I have those kind of dreams, and I don't even take anything. Just imagine if I did. Oh, my God. <laughs> my head my head would be seeping out of my ears. <laughs> it's like when I, I described my, one of my dreams to my brother one time. And he said, what movie What movie are you talking about? And I said, I'm not talking about a movie. I'm talking about one of my dreams. So, oh, oh, okay, I thought you were talking about one of your dreams. Jeez. <laughs> or one of your, I thought you were talking about a movie. So, yeah, <laughs> that's what my dreams are like. <laughs> <laughs> are you just, are you, is that, the, is that all you're doing tonight? Is one? Uh, just, yeah, yeah, I did those two there. So, yeah, those are the two I'm doing. Or two. I'm sorry, two. Yeah. It's getting, come on, we're getting down to the end of the show. My brain's not all here anymore, guys. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hey, baby, tell everyone how they can find you, sweetheart. Oh, uh, I can be found at Facebook under Robbie's Poetry, and there you'll find all the links to my work and such. 
and uh, with the SoundCloud and all that. Might have to do a little bit more editing, but basically what's there is is what I have out there. And, uh, of course, I just wanted to say uh, happy birthday, Nyla, and uh, wear something nice for your birthday. <laughs> Thank you. I will. <laughs> have a good birthday, Nyla. <laughs> you too, sweetheart. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, let's go ahead and go back up here and check with 571, see if they're back yet. 571, are you with us? 571? All right, we'll come back and check with them again. Let's go ahead and bring on 501. 501, you're on the air. Hey, how do you do? Hello. Yeah, this is Jay. Uh, just Jay. Hey, Jay, how are you? How are you doing? I'm all right. It's been a minute since I've been on here. Uh, uh, I, I, I don't blame you for being confused. Like, oh, I supposed to know this person. <laughs> <laughs> it has been a while. It has been a while. I mean, a long while. I'm looking at, at you know, I'm trying to count the, the little tally things on my stick, and I don't know if I can. I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking now. I can't come. It's been too long. You're busy right. with your painting and stuff. Say, say it one more time. Have you been busy with your paintings? Your painting and stuff? Yeah. And have you on speakerphone? Right? Yeah, the the painting. The paintings. Yeah. The things. Yeah. Colors. Yeah. Yeah, the acrylic. Yes, all those. The, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh as of late though I've, I've been, been uh, working. Say it again. I've seen the videos. Yeah, thank I, you, I thank you. Oh, did I get a chance to send you that video or that poem I had did? It was a uh, 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 bunch of AI images. I'm gonna send you that. I think you're gonna really enjoy that. Okay. All right, all right. I, yeah. I I didn't know what I was gonna do for you, uh, uh, Nyla. I don't, I don't, I don't know what I'm gonna do for you. I got, I have this one experimental piece that I'm doing. It's gonna be a collaboration, but the end of it is not done. But it is something totally different from the other stuff I have done before. You want to give yeah. it a try and practice it out? <laughs> I'm gonna hear it. Okay. Um. This this is uh, uh, about the shootings that have been going on, the school shootings. But it's not going to be done that way. I'm going to go ahead and do it this way. Can I, can I go ahead and knock it out? Yeah, whenever you're ready, babe. Appreciate you. Tonight I feel like seeing a fight. I'm pissed and I feel dismissed and I'm definitely disenfranchised. And I would definitely be remiss if I, if I missed an opportunity like this tonight. Somebody's going to have to fight. Whether by stick or stones or broken bones, I'm going to sit front row of my own home from this throne. I will be put on my mental camouflage. I will be Julius of this gladiatorial arena. Shells falling like tokens in my favorite arcade sniper. With no place to respawn, and I sit and wait for the rush. 
of that crimson tide that comes from inside, I welcome the rush of the blood lust, becoming infected by the bloodthirst of this crowd as I say something vile, wild. Becoming roused by the carnage in these blood-soaked video clips, receive my approval. And that's a big thumbs up of endorphins surging into my brain, permeating to my very psyche. In a moment of high-mindedness, I start to feel happy. Because I have found a home for my hate, my cowardice, and my guns. And it gives me a feeling. A feeling that I am mighty. A mighty man on the battlefield. You should see me. I'm so good at what I do. It looks like everyone is unarmed and defenseless. They fortify their positions like women and children. I am a man among infants. My movements and technique are flawless. If I should say so myself. You want to know who I am? I am the master of this universe in the moment of time. They are recording my every move, every angle, for every angle imaginable. And I am the majestic tool also a fool because my exploits here tonight will live past this life in the annals of digital media and i would like to thank everyone laying and pouring out here tonight i am your gunman wow mic drop that was phenomenal I got to get the cadence right for it. It was it was all over the place, but I I, I got a good idea on where to uh, take it at at the end. That's not the real ending for it. Uh, I think the uh, real ending would be. Uh, I'm just gonna say it's gonna be something else. <laughs> of course, this silly man. <laughs> yeah. I th- I think that I I'm glad that you read it, and I I love I love it. I don't think you have that much more work to do on it. I think that you. I gotta, I gotta keep the character from the beginning to the end. Is is the main thing. I think I may have picked it up seriously about halfway through it. That's when it stopped. I feel like it was floating around on me. So uh, it was a couple of pieces. I mean, a couple of sections I had just added in here as I came on, and, and they were throwing me for loops also that kept me from locking in on the character. I think that you're. I think that you're right there. I would love to hear it again when you've got it where you want it to be. Cool. Are you going to read another one? Yeah. All right. Since I did that, I'm going to do something um, in the opposite direction. Uh. Okay. There we go. He was assassinated by the treachery of Achilles' desire to be smitten by the electricity of ecstasy. Her search for resonance was actually a string in search of a bow, looking to be pulled tight and plucked, if only for one night. She wanted to hear tales of his heroic excellence laced with his words of self-magnificence, and when it came to crap, she knew that no one could hand-deliver it like grapes into a hungry ear better than he. How could she form a former nation? How could she resist or put up a protest when mentally he rubs her breast? Conversation. He babble-babble, her brook trickles, 
And she says it's worth her weeks of lament because she knows tonight she will get no jet. And most likely she'll be driven like a rental by the foot of Grindel, not even the hummingbird's wings and beat could hold a candle when her panting is hardly audible. She's become a musical instrument, and tonight this bow could hear the music. And even when her levees busted, the waters did not rush, slowly engulfed everything that they touched. Because her soft, melodic pants, shortness of breath, was tied to her waters. And she did not wish to extinguish his wit or had it flare out of control. So she cooled in his ear like a dove, just out of sight. Because for once, she just wanted to make love. And she calmed his inner beast with sweet ballads while she unconsciously held at bay his savage instinct. With all her neurons firing, follicles perspiring, she's in another world. Pheromones hung heavy in the air, like candy. And this nostril came, eating away his inhibitions and her migraine, making him squeal like a rusty cock high up atop of a wind vane. His bang twisting in her lightning in the middle of the rain. She's trapped in a grand mall storm. He plants his flag deep, staking her cloud while she kisses her deep from her head to her feet. And we'll see what water that perspiration brings as the geyser throat swells and spills as if upside down it goes high into the sky and dead into her inner space till the lawn is soggy. Tonight is the only first act in this experience. Snow that blew the milky precipitation that covered the blemishes that meanders down the stream in a slow motion running down and impacting her well with life. And the fatherless child breathes his verse. Poem. You know, that level of intimacy is not reached easily. That ability to be able to read and react and breathe for each other. Mm. You know, and and control. That's hard to do. I, I think it's, it's easy beautiful. in the beginning, and that's pretty much the honeymoon, but to get it to go ahead and, and, and be that way throughout, or at least something that, that, that two don't die, or that one person doesn't die under, or both don't die under, is the, is the hard part. A lot of people don't have a stomach for the second half, but the first, but the first half. That's why some people run from honeymoon to honeymoon to honeymoon. Uh, they don't, they don't expect for it to be right. They just want to have their honeymoon. Oh, see, man, I, the way you were describing it is something I, I feel like people can't. You know, maybe, maybe I was seeing it. I think maybe I was seeing it in a different way because the way you were describing it is something that is not easily found at all. And it only, in my, in my mind, it only comes after you've learned someone's body. You've learned, you know, you've developed a language between you that you, well, you don't have to speak. So that's where that took me. So I got lost. You know, I, I think that might have been the inspiration for it because that's always the goal right there. Mhm. Mhm. 
anything you try to find that, you go out and try to find that, but it's just, it's, you're going to, every time you walk away, you're going to end up empty because you don't find that. You can't find that, mm. you know, on a consistent level until you take the time to nurture it and to grow it. And I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes you have to make an investment, oh, yeah. but that's the whole thing about food. Sometimes we get tired of making investments, and it turns out to be that first thing rather than that that, that second half. Mhm. Uh, somebody well, made an investment in me. Well, you're uh, I, I think that's. Right? A, I, 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 you know what? Uh, even when I was out there, terrible, and I, I would be out there, and I'd be dating a, a lot of women or what may have you. And I would get the chance to meet the uh, mothers of the uh, young lady I was dating. They always wanted me to marry their daughter, even though they know I was out there terrible. They they seen something in me during that time. Oh, that is awesome. Because they're stud. Time I look back on and reflect, reflect on, and I'm like, why? <laughs> For what? What was going on there? <laughs> I did not see. I, I, I was like, I should have been ashamed. But I wasn't. Because <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't, he doesn't want to be in love with a poet. Come on. I wasn't a poet then. I was a shit talker. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's still a form of poetry. Trust me. It is. In a woman's ear. <laughs> in, a, in a woman's ear, that still sounds like poetry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. It does. It really does. It, it works on men too in the same the same way. <laughs> All right, sweetheart, do me a favor and tell everyone how they can find you. All right, come over to Clubhouse, punch in "small house of poetry," yeah, and y'all gonna find uh, some of the best poets y'all have ever found in y'all life. Uh, we have a show on Saturday that comes on at 1 o'clock Central, 2 o'clock Eastern, over there at the Small House of Poetry. We call that the kitchen. That's where you come in. We just do speed round after speed round after speed round. We don't, want to, we don't care about the name of the poem. We don't care about your name. We just want you to give us the body of that poem. And it ends up being an energy wave that, that goes through that room. Uh, Nyla, it's incredible. Sunday, we have the living room. That's uh, where me and Gina be working out of. Uh, where we sit poets down and talk to them the same way as like Nyla does, <laughs> just be real intimate with the poets and, and, and pick their brains and, and, and talk about their poetry. We do that there. Uh, Monday, we have a radio show called The AM Drive, WSHOP. SHOP stands for Small House of Poetry. Uh, you come in there, and we're going to make you laugh your ass. <laughs> That's the goal. You come in there, you're going to laugh your ass. So we have a fast room. We have a slow room, and we have a laugh-your-ass room, Small House of Poetry on Clubhouse. <laughs> you can also find us on all major uh, 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 digs too. Facebook, put in Small House of Poetry. Come over there. Join our club. We are letting the people that are in there help to build that place. Go over to Instagram. Put in Small House of Poetry. Y'all going to find us. Y'all going to see a house being built by many hands and bricks being placed. Nyla, I thank you so much, and I appreciate your time. Appreciate you as well. Thanks, sweetheart. Sounds like it's awesome there. You guys make sure you go visit. Thank you, honey. I'll be sending you that video as well. Perfect. Okay. Please do, okay. yes. Don't forget. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> All right, dude. Thank you, sweetheart.
Okay. Let's go ahead and grab 931. 931, you're on the air. Oh, my goodness. Hello, Nada. Hey, sweetheart, mm-hmm. where are you? I can't. I'm good. Happy birthday to you. Thank and you. I'm, I appreciate I'm that. brand new here. I have been invited by Jimmy Ray Davis, and uh, I wasn't going to come on because I'm a little shy. I've never read live anywhere. And uh, But you guys are such a loving community, and I thought, well, I might give it a try. <laughs> I'm so glad. Thank you. And thank you for saying about that. I mean, I'm really proud of the poets here. They have built this. I mean, it really is an amazing community. And I've never seen any place at all that supports each other the way these poets support each other. It makes it an honor for me to be involved in it with them. You know, I'm just, I can sit here and awe, you know, just watching the encouragement between people. And it's pretty cool. I'm glad you mentioned yeah. that. It's definitely like a loving family. You can feel the good energy and just, it, it's amazing. I love it. <laughs> so, Properly introduce yourself to everybody, please, my darling. Okay. Well, my name is Sarah Jane Watts. You can find, well, I can tell you all that later, but uh, my um, my poetry goes by, my artistry goes by soul fire sentiments. So, and I typically lean towards love poems. I'm a loving soul. <laughs> um, yeah. Been writing poetry my entire life. I just started sharing it this year. So it's uh, it's been a fun little ride. <laughs> well, welcome. I'm glad you found your way here. And, you know, you're right. Your friends are your words. They're never going to let you down. So just take a deep breath and have fun and share what's on your heart. Okay, (laughs) so I'm only going to read one for y'all tonight. Um, It's called A Love for the Ages, and I haven't released this one anywhere yet, so y'all are the first to hear it. A Love for the Ages. I'm looking for you everywhere, under rocks and in the creeks, and, well, probably through the forest for all the trees, in the rain and in the darkest night, in the rays of morning's first light, in quaint in quaint cafes that smell of coffee stains and book pages, desperately seeking my love from the ages, searching faces from the clouded past in my DMs or along my waterfall-seeking path, though never in my dreams, for I want to find you wide awake while feeding the ducks down by the lake in the grocery store or pumping gas or performing some other mundane task because I want you in the mystical, magical ways, as well as all the practical everydays. I want to solve problems and weather storms, as well as naming fireflies and cloud shapes. I'm searching for you high and low, however long it takes, so that in this lifetime I may cherish you long and slow, but really no time will be long enough to give to you all the magic of my heart as it expresses its sweetest language of love, Oh, please be seeking me, too. I've no lack of prospects, but my old soul longs for you. In this life, as in all the rest, for only a love like ours will do. A love for the ages. End poem. That was beautiful, Miss Sarah Soulfire. <laughs> Absolutely loved it. Well, thank you. It was tender. It was beautiful. It was 
Thank you. I am so glad that you called in to read. See, that was easy. Now you're, now <laughs> you're just like, my, you're, you're my voice is shaking. But... You let the coffee thing <laughs> ring on the table. You know, you're, <laughs> you're good now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Well, I'll tell everybody, you guys can find me mostly on TikTok, and um, that's uh, at Soulfire Sentiments. Uh, but you can also find me under the hashtag Sarah Jane Watts uh, anywhere on um, Facebook and Instagram. But I'm mostly active on TikTok because I find more interaction there uh, and with other poets and such. It's just a, I like that community um, so far. So far. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I'm glad that you found Joy here. We'll have to definitely have to thank Jimmy way for us and you know Jimmy's been a part of this show for I've known Jimmy longer we've been on the air 16 years and I've known Jimmy longer than that him and I have been friends for friends for a long long time in fact he was one of the reasons this show even got started he was like the catalyst that the cause and effect and chain of events followed that reason the show is even on the air so he's a pretty special person to me so yeah that's, that's what he was he telling me and he was them. actually saying he was actually saying uh, pretty much the same about you. He was telling me how lovely you are as well. So I'm, I'm just I'm honored and grateful to be here tonight. And I'm so glad that, like, because that's where I found him was on TikTok. And he fosters a really good community there as well. He's very supportive with all of the poets and kind of gets us all together, just always commenting and sharing and tagging and things like that. And so that's when I noticed that, you know, this is the community that I belong to. So. <laughs> well, this is you're here now, so we're keeping you. Just so you know. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Yay! Well, I appreciate you, and happy right. birthday to you. Well, thank you, thank you. This you you are an awesome birthday present. Thank you, Jimmy, for my birthday present. <laughs> I appreciate you, and I can't wait to see what you bring back next time, honey. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye, sweetheart. Okay, our next caller comes from area code eight six three. Miss Noreen, are you with us? Hey, Susan, thank you, Jimmy. Oh, um, <laughs> okay. Um, hello, Nyla. Hi, sweetheart. How are okay. you, Noreen? Okay, I'm doing good. Um, ha- happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Okay, you're very welcome, and I hope you you're having a great one. I am having a good day today. Okay. That's great. Oh, you heard about last Saturday on my show. At toward the end there, there's this guy. You ever heard of um, a stuttering John? His name uh-uh. is John Melendez. Well, he came on at the end there on the chat room. When he came on the chat room, and um, he started um, saying he's going to take down. Um, take down the Jews and and um, oh Trump, Trump. Yes, he was anti-Jew. And he's going to take down and all the Republicans, and and he's going to take them all down. And I I got really upset, but I was so when I listened to it again, I I saw how I was calm, but I was scared. But I let you know him that, have it this too. You know my advice, Lorraine, because like any bullies, they're doing this as a game. It's like cat and mouse. You know, if you run, if you flinch, that just eggs them on. And we've been yes. on the air for 16 years, and we never, 
have an ongoing, I mean, we may have a troll jump on the show and try to mess with us, but they never come back because they get no reaction. So when that happens on your show, just simply hang up, go to the next caller, don't mention it, don't say anything, don't even acknowledge the fact that they exist and move on because then they get absolutely no reaction and it's no fun for them. So they're going to move on and try to find something else to do. So yes. don't get upset yes. with them. Don't say anything. Nothing. Just hang up. Because you've heard it happen on our show before. Yes. Hang up and I go to the next caller and act like that never happened. And that's the best thing you can do because if you say anything to them, if you get in a conflict, if you give them any reaction at all, they're going to come back. He was in a chat room. He was in a chat room. And, and he said he was a celebrity. He was on Howard Stern and, and, and Jay Leno. And I told him, I don't care who you are. I don't care if you are a celebrity. You don't come in here and be racism. To, um, and this not what I promote. See, I promote giving, that's peace. giving him a reply. That's giving him a response, Honorine. You can't do that. Is okay, there a way I will. for you to delete someone from the chat room? Um, I don't know how to do that in the stream yard, but I already blocked him. And my friend never yeah. give up became my moderator now, so nothing like this can happen again. Good. Yes. Yeah, because they all they have to do is get a new IP address, make a new account, and they can get right back in. And, I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's when I was working for Blog Talk Radio, that was something that I used to have to deal with all the time, shows getting just annihilated by trolls. So even saying anything at all to him, even, you know, any kind of confrontation on air or in the chat room is going to encourage him, and he's going to come back. And I'm telling you, they are like piranha. They are vicious, and they will destroy anything you've tried to build. They are relentless if you give wow. them what they want. And they have messed with me for years and years, and they've never come back because I don't give them anything. I don't even acknowledge the fact that they breathe. And you can't do it either. Please don't let them mess with you like that. So if that ever happens again, talk to people, yes. you know, on the yes. show. Even if you talk about it next week, say, hey, you know, or send out emails to everybody, this is what happened in the future. This is how we're going to handle it. Nobody say yes. a word to them and act like they exist. We aren't, you know, just don't acknowledge it. And let, okay. your, let, your, let your community help you as well. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm Thank done, you. I'm done, I'm done now. I'm done with my mommy's speech. But, I mean, I've been doing okay. this a long time, and I know how hard you've worked on that show and everything that you've done and what it means to you. And I'll, yes. God dang it, I'll go rip someone's head off and poop down their windpipe they try to mess with you. So don't let it happen. Okay. Thank you. Okay. You're welcome. Oh, that makes me mad. I do not have my Noreen. Oh, my love. Hi. How's your week? What are you, what are you bringing for the read tonight? Did you bring us something with Gary's? Huh? Huh? Did you? Yes. Um, I brought, because um, okay. um, since it's your birthday, and I thought, well, I know your favorite poem of Gary's was Simple Me, and I thought I'd read that tonight. Oh, thank okay. you. Okay, you're welcome. Okay, Simple Me by Gary A. Snyder. Nothing wrong with being just a little simple, simple food. Simple me, loving you. Simple clothes and simple shoes. Simple me, loving you. Simple car and a bow in your hair. Simple me, loving you. Our family is small, just two. One more soon is due. Simple me, loving you. Things we need are not free. My true love makes you love. Simple me, the end. Absolutely beautiful. Okay, thank you. I love that poem so much. 
Okay, thank you. That I love it. It's such a beautiful light. Okay. Okay. And what do you bring up Okay. Um do I do I read two of Gary's? Or just you can one? Make sure Gary's two yours. Okay. Money has spoiled. Okay. Money has spoiled everything but poetry. We all need truth. The value of our words is worth more than our money. We can't let our freedom of speech and personal feelings be destroyed and distorted by the influence of profit. The truth must be told about our past in order to use these truths to help guide the future of mankind on this earth. The end. Fantastic. Okay. Thank you. Okay, and, and and I have um mine is called It's Raining in the Stars. Okay, when the talented poets from all walks of life around this world come and gather at this natural place, where our voices can be heard, where we all make a difference. Each of us are unique in our own ways. At the Speak Easy Cafe, even the poet angels gather. Kismet, Deep Enough, Ronald and Ray, and so many others, for it's raining in the stars. It's raining in the stars. Can't you feel it? This feeling, so powerful, makes you ponder. Just listen. Listen to the talented poets. Listen, it's raining in the stars. Only here, at this magical place, the Speakeasy Cafe, where you will hear, it's raining in the stars. The end. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Okay, you're welcome. For reading. Okay, you're very welcome. Okay. Many names of people we love and miss. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful job, Noreen. You are amazing. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for sharing Gary's poems. Thank you for sharing yours. We love you so much, and thank you for my birthday wishes. Okay, you're, you're very welcome. Okay. You're and, welcome. Okay. Thank you and, all the things. Okay, thank you. And and you can find Gary and I on, um, our, find our books on Amazon.com. And you can also find um, um, us on Gary and Noreen Snyder dot Wix dot com front slash poetry. And you can find Gary on um, the, um, ReverbNation.com, um, Facebook.com, and PoetryPoem.com. And you can find me on um, ReverbNation.com, PoetryPoem.com, Facebook.com. And you can also find me on KO-FI.com, front slash G-A-R-R-Y-A-N-D. N-O-R-E-E-N. You can find our books there with our autographs on it and calendars and greeting cards and, and magnets and stickers. I even do business cards, too, and labels. Okay. And then, um, okay. And then you can um, um, find us on the Poetry Club. And, I, and guess what? I have over 8,000 members now. Unbelievable. That's, that's amazing. Congratulations, Marine. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Okay. And you can um 
and you can buy and then you can buy me um on um okay the poetry club uh saturday night show every saturday at five o'clock eastern time and then you can also find um i have a chat with poet norene i should interview um um petros who lives in greece and um you can see uh, see the archive of that the next month will be never give up Yes. And you can also find us here on Thursdays. Yes. Always and forever. Yep. Yes. All right, sweetheart. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for sharing Gary with us. Okay, you're welcome. And we will see you next week. Yep, you'll see me. uh, See us next week. Yep. All right, perfect. All right, sweetheart. We'll see you then. Thank you. Okay. You're very welcome. Okay. Have a great night. You too. Okay. Okay, Thank you. Okay. Our next caller is going to come from area code 731, and then we're going to jump back up and see if we've got 571 with us again, see if we can get them on this time. We've been trying to get them on for a little bit. All right, 731, are you with me? 713. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm dyslexic. Remember, sorry about that. Yeah, you, yeah, you tried to trick me. <laughs> Introduce yourself, sweetheart. Uh, Sir Lawrence, and um, okay. I understand it's your birthday. So happy birthday to you. Thank you, sweetheart. I appreciate it very much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Sir Lawrence, my me. dear, what I've been on one of those, on one of those huh? Okay. No, I say it's been a minute since I've been on one of your shows. It's been a while since you've called in. Yeah, quite a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you found your way back. I didn't have to come hunt you down. That's always a good thing. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Um, <laughs> thanks, Gina. Yeah. What'd you bring for us? Um. I have a uh, I have an older piece. Um, <clears throat> me and a friend were discussing this piece earlier today. I decided to go ahead and do it. Um, this is this is one of my real early pieces here. It's called the uh, Interlude. There was a full moon that cast everything in silhouette, the highlight, the lit carpet that stretched out before us. From the pier, we sat looking at the midnight curtain hanging down into the waters as the reflective lights seemed to twinkle on the motion of the waves. The air had a velvety mist that made your skin tone feel silky as we watched the waves rise then thrusting into an explosion against the jetty, giving way to a foamy froth. Us coming together like this was like following the instructions on a Kool-Aid pack. I had the flavor, you brought the sugar, then add water, 
The space between us almost feels fiery. Maybe we should have brought some ice. Could this be a picnic? As a comfortable thought of a furry kiwi center seemed to make my jeans feel too tight. But what made the night complete was when you asked me about my technique. Sir Lawrence. Ask me about my technique. Don't ever tell you my technique. <laughs> never tell you this bit. <laughs> never, never, ever. They figured out what they need you for, right? Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you going to read a second one, sweetheart? Uh, I can. Let me see. How about... Um... How about the mosaic effect? It was after I left your presence that last vision of you filled my thoughts, making everyone else seem to be in dress rehearsal. While in your favorite store, I did see The roses were red and the violets are blue. But for you, I chose purple. So here are two lips till ours meet. Massaging your mind, making a direct connect. Seeing through the eyes, the captivation adding to the depth. Then those delectable coffee coolers, yes, your lips, affording the luxury of having two sets. As I pulled you close, our noses slid against one another as I whispered sweet combination of letters intending to be like my fingertips rubbing both sides of your brain and soothing, massaging me. Your lips parted. We traded tongues and strained body fluids with no chaser. Closed eyes needing to internalize where our souls reside. Connecting our spirits to each other then, like a sword being unsheathed, knowing bodies are just the host. We were not limited, Sir Lawrence. Beautiful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're like, you're like a Pied Piper of women with your words, right? <laughs> I haven't heard that one, but that's pretty cool. That's a good one. <laughs> it is. It really is. You are the Pied Piper of women, and words are your flute. My All right, sweetheart. <laughs> Do me a favor. Tell everyone how they can find you. Okay. I, I am on uh, Instagram as Sir Lawrence the Poet. Sir underscore Lawrence underscore Poet. 
I'm on Facebook as Rencher James, and um, both of those pieces came out of my first book. Both books are on Amazon. That book is called uh, When We Meet, Poems of Love. Um, They'll be under James Rencher, Jr., and uh, the second book is called Sir. They will call me not knowing my name. Um, as a matter of fact, um, the third book is in in the works as we speak. You'll definitely have to keep us posted on that and let us know how it's going and when it's out. Certainly will. Awesome. All right, sweetheart, thank you so much for being able to call in tonight and share. It's been a while, but even so, you know, there's always a place set at the table for you and a cup of coffee waiting. So whenever you can make it home, we're here. Hey, hey. All right. We appreciate you. Thank you, hon. Thank you. (laughs) Good night. Okay, let's jump back up here and see if we can get 571 on 571, are you back? 571. Oh, they're going to be so mad when they wake up. They realize that they they dropped through the show. I need to work on being a little more entertaining, I think. (laughs) All right. So I want to thank everyone for being here tonight. It's been incredible. I want to thank you all for the birthday wishes. And, you know, I know that with my mom passing, you guys have been sending me a bunch of neat neat messages, and I appreciate that. And it's been pretty rough. But you guys have made me feel really special tonight. And I cannot thank you enough for the smiles and the gifts you've given. I'm actually going to close the show tonight with a present that I was given by Michael Chan. And it is one of my poems that he read and recorded and gave to me which I think is like the ultimate best gift in the world for someone to give somebody. And so I'm going to play this to close the show. The neat thing about this piece is it was never written as a poem. I've known Michael for a long time, and we'll just BS back and forth sometimes. He'll send me a message, and I'll send something back. And once in a while, he'll say something. And I'm sure you all have friends like this or people, you know, that bring this out in you. But he'll say something. And my mind will go wandering off in some direction. And just so I just start writing what's in my head. And he calls it riffing. I just call it meandering. You know, I, I'm off chasing a squirrel. So he said something about the comment that he, it was pretty cool that he saw the first firefly of the season on the arm of his porch swing. And he lives in Tennessee you can imagine how cool that was if many of you are familiar with Tennessee. Uh, fireflies where I am, I guess that's why I'm so jealous of his. But he said he saw the first firefly on the armchair of his uh, porch swing and started meandering off. And I wrote this as a comment back to him, as a meander. And he took it and turned it into this. And it was really cool. So this is, Nyla saw a firefly last night, read by Michael Todd. And we will see you all next week. I appreciate you. And thank you again for all my beautiful birthday wishes. Good night, everybody. Michael saw a firefly last night, and it made me wish I was.
by Nyla Alicia. I wish I was sitting there beside you on that porch swing with a thin cotton quilt that isn't needed but vital to the script. And maybe there's some shy tea in a chipped china cup resting on a mismatched saucer. I wish I was sitting there holding out breath hostage because it's as if the act of a single blink might frighten away the moment. Unmoving, sitting static in the static hum of a frozen instant. Perched like a tiny bird on a most delicate, whisper-thin branch on the other side of this magical veil we somehow slipped through. Or were we invited? Maybe the porch swing visit was really an invitation. Did I ever tell you fireflies are magic? Fireflies are much more than just fireflies. The world is an altogether different place for people who understand this. I wish I was sitting there inside Rip Van Winkle's timepiece, waiting, waiting, waiting to see a second flicker, then a third, a fourth, another, that's the fifth, till suddenly the still life painting in which we found ourselves bound melts to a puddle, a puddle that shatters glass light through the darkness. In this beautiful, magnificent lawlessness, the deeply dark, darkly shadowed horizon of your backyard becomes alive in a resplendent monochromic dance of flickering chaos. I wish I was sitting there as the crickets, frogs, and tiny things we have no name for echo in strange harmony, the elation of wonder, mystery, and delight in my still, scarcely breathing. It is so beautiful. You know, I cannot decide if I like the name Firefly or Lightning Buck better. Both the Lightning. Both are great names. It's so hard to decide. But for now, in this telling, they shall be known as Fireflies because that is what you called them. I wish I was sitting there with you in that shimmering gloaming as the separating space between port swing and universe blurs, fades, and to move beyond the dissolving rules of time and other insignificant things like, well, all the things, everything thought important is really not, and then to get lost there in the sylvan ether of what is a Tennessee evening, even fall in early spring, drinking tea and counting stars, counting all the stars, starting with the one resting on the porch swing beside you. I wish I was there, watching the moment of innocence as we follow and wildly further, somewhere uncharted, beyond the porch light, and into the good night.